happen? The Jordan Mike Show rolling into the weekend from the deals in the D.com studios. And, of course, uh, today's show features Jim Bentley, who's in for Mark, who is working for Charlie LaDuff today. <laughs> uh, Trudy and Brandon are here. And Hall Financial is our sponsor, as always. And February is a great time to buy a home in Michigan. And Hall has the Buy Smart program. If you qualify, they'll give you, give you $2,500 towards your down payment if you qualify. Whoa. Get pre-approved same day with the most credible pre-approval in the industry. Hall, Hall Financial's five-star certified pre-approval. And then connect you with a top realtor like Christina Gennari. So call first, please. If you're doing something like this, just give them a shot. 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at Call Hall First. Uh, Trudy, have you um, considered that the deadline is coming soon for the Detroit Music Awards? Yes. Have you, have you finished, completed the project? I have not. However, <laughs> why not? Procrastinator. I asked, I asked Stacy, did you get his done? <laughs> you turned yours in, but you had help. You had two producers. What? Well, because it was a project for me. I mean, two I'm, producers. I'm a person that can be counted on. And you can delegate, Trudy. Trudy, you could have made arrangements to work with our producers <laughs> if it was important enough to you. Well, I'm going to get it done. Tomorrow. What is this project, Trudy? I'll tomorrow tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, on Detroit Music Awards, we're supposed to put together a little video. Very generic, but okay. Well, they give you they give you a little script, like you might be introducing yeah. a category or reading okay. nominees, right? And then I, at the end, it's like the ass kicking, um, you know, ball shaking, whatever Detroit Music Awards, and then they're. No, gonna, I want to see your okay. copy. I thought Wait, was, you didn't get that. No, I I did, but a, a long list of artists to talk about. Uh, um, um, artists, and then um, like words, you know, action words that describe the Detroit Musical Awards. Ball shaking is one of them. <laughs> Ball shaking. Better not have not the same quite. copy I have. And don't forget, tomorrow morning we is your chance same. to win a pair of tickets what? to see this man. No, we all have the concert. same copy. Why would we all have the same copy? Because you all make it your own. Because they're editing it all into one long-form thing. With when you're life. listening to nothing but the best of oldies, you're listening to Magic 98.9. <laughs> kind of confused. What, did you think you were going to be the I intro? thought I was opening the show or something. <laughs> <laughs> I knew better, but it sounded like it. It looked like it. Maybe they will. They'll probably find yours the best and most know. intriguing. Well, there was they... a lot of time put into it because people count on me, and I know that. Dude, you shave for it, too. They know they can count on me. I shaved a few days ago. That was an accident. But, uh, but yeah, we actually got, um, we put Gary Graff's Alice Cooper book here. Oh, nice. We had some of my awards out. Of course, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a good call. That's what everyone yeah. does. Did you have the lava lamp out? No. The lava lamp, the bulb is broken. I have a light bulb for that. And when, I, when I said that, Brandon says, I have one. No, I, I gave it back I to you. I get to you, light bulb before I... replace the lava lamp that Drew has been so angry about. I think, Drew, that when you got no, that just lava lamp... It. I think that you plugged it in, left it on for eight days, and the light went out. No, that's what that's a lava true. lamp's supposed to do. Yeah, you right? can leave lava lamps yeah, on for a long Yeah, but a light bulb can't be expected and to And for the record, I figured out the bulb was broken. So. It was a team effort. Thank you, Jim. No, it wasn't team effort. I pulled it apart and didn't. Said, oh, the bulb's broken. Yeah, but I pointed at it and said it was broken. So. Yeah, but Those I already... bulbs don't last. <laughs> they, actually, they last a pretty good long time. I mean, I've, I've only changed... Like... I usually change a bulb once on a lava lamp. They're refrigerator so. bulbs. Basically, so okay. For as long as Wait, is that, is, that, is that being donated to me? That's your that's your broken that's one. A that's broken the bad one. one. Yeah. Yeah. The light I don't just carry around uh, light bulbs. Got rid of the uh, light bulb that people got used to. The new bulb is many times more expensive, and I hate to say it, it doesn't 
make you look as good. Of course, being a vain person, that's very important to me. It's like, uh, it gives you an orange look. I don't want an orange look. Oh. Has anyone noticed that? Oh, that was pretty good, Stig. Um, Trump then, is deranging members of our audience, by the way. Oh, I bet. Uh, made one comment, one sentence about Trump yesterday, and oh my God, some people just lost it. <laughs> Holy um, shit. I also said I had um, TJ, I was going to say TJ Holmes, TJ Miller's phone number. Brandon goes, I have it. I already have that. <laughs> oh, man. Saved my people are competitive phone. around here. I right. like this. I know. We're competitive for your attention. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, I got to work this. Um, <laughs> we Meanwhile, I mean, well, all these wonderful things are going on and people are counting on me. I've also, we have people taking shots at us left and right. I Ooh. can't believe, why are people so nasty these days? Jason Carr, the shitty comments, okay, his audience loves him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he never, nobody ever says, Oh, you talk about your stupid Farmer Jack's art. Oh, you talk about his time and temp. <laughs> Why does he never get that? But he does in the comments section because for some reason, I've seen this with many media people. When media people have, you know, a sidestep or they get fired, which happens a lot, mm-hmm. some more than others. <laughs> People love saying, oh, you're fucked now. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm reading, naturally, I'm reading the comments because I, mean, I want to make sure it happens to everybody else too, <laughs> not just me. <laughs> and, uh, Jason, they did a story in the Detroit News. Let's see, Julie Hines had the one on the Freep and the News. Who was this? I forgot who the author was. But anyway, um, uh, no thanks, he's too aloof. At the end of the story. Aloof. Uh, he doesn't work well with peeper. people. Better working alone. Then he can, can't try to humiliate anyone. Oh, my God. So nobody wants to hire him. His basement deserves him. Oh, jeez. How does he get paid? A lot of people really focus on the fact that they, they're convinced there's no financial way out for Jason Carr. Really? He's really on thin ice with this caper. That showbiz. <laughs> Thin ice. Paper. I know, I love that. <laughs> so dramatic. Um, I hope his first guest calls him aloof. Car. <laughs> Nobody cares about him. He'd have a real job. Oh, jeez. Does this people. make you feel better that people are ragging him? Yeah, because okay, good. people ragged on me. <laughs> right. I got all the blame for 105.1 and then all those smart-ass comments about podcast and uh, you keep making money. How do you make money on podcast? <laughs> A lot of people are making money on podcasts. I mean, that's an old trope. Yeah, it really is. It's an outdated trope. Uh, Then uh, Detroit News should not report on this. Also, people should continue to ignore him and sponsors of his program. Why? Who is so angry about it? God, people are angry, aren't they? It's weird. Sounds like somebody who's motivated to. That reminds me, Sales, be sure to bill the advertisers we repeated on our show while (laughs) listening to his show yesterday. And Jim had a great idea. Uh, yeah, Tanya's Pizza. I can't believe you guys haven't heard of Tanya's Pizza. Is nope. it good? Yeah, 13 and Crooks. There used to be one in downtown, Royal he Oak. He did a good job of selling it because he made me want some pizza really bad. But I, I frequent that Tanya's Pizza. Oh. I, I would oh, like pizza. to go. <laughs> well, since we're billing them, please give us well, a plug when you pizza, go in. Pizza. Yeah, let them know, uh, hey, I heard of you guys on the Drew and Mike show. I'm glad <laughs> you guys are, are spending money there. Pizza, They've been talking, pizza. A, talking about you guys like crazy. Well, you could tell him that we were playing back the Jason Carr show, and that's know. how you heard it. I just yeah, want to make sure we get our due. Uh, Julie Hines. 
she did it. The, the, both articles were nice, by the way. Mm. And then come the comments. And some ass, hey, he pulled the Bill Bonds, and now he takes his place on the podcast scrap heap like Drew and Mike did. Oh. What? <laughs> Shot. Shot. Who's that asshole? We get sucked into this. Thomas L. Thomas oh. L? Wait, who was the previous Thomas that used to give us crap about? Thomas Fiorini. That's right. Uh, Thomas L. Fiorini? Thomas Fiorini said, all we talked about was white boy Rick. <laughs> he started that? He all did. All we talked about business? That was all he talked about was that all we <laughs> talked about was white boy Rick. We had white boy Rick on twice. Huh. Twice. Yeah. How much does he listen if he heard the two times we had him on? Jeez. <laughs> so then Bob R., I love Bob R., comes back and says, it's not a podcast about Jason because it's Facebook Live. Right. And Drew and Mike are doing quite well comparing that Facebook debacle to the Drew and Mike show. How uninformed and obtuse you are. Yeah! Bob R. <laughs> Did he come back? Did he respond or no? No. He got shut down. The next comment was, never heard of him. Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a response. It's really funny how you find our audience. Never heard of him. Next. Our audience's imprint in various places. <laughs> I found a bunch of comments in, I don't know why, because I have Spotify music, and that's usually where I listen, but I saw, <laughs> I saw Mama Miss America, the mm. McCartney song we listened to at the beginning of the show that I talk over, on YouTube. And reading the comments, just seeing what people are saying, because I really like it. I like the song. I like the instrumental. It's actually longer than what we play. It's about a four-minute song. If It's you got add. a second part to it that really kicks off. Pretty cool, yeah. It's got some really greasy guitar on it. So I'm reading all these comments, and yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. And there were a bunch of ones from, like, um, just some smart-ass drops uh-huh. that would make it easily identifiable as one of our <laughs> listeners. After someone said, uh, Drew and Mike sent me here, and then, then it started. Maybe. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was really nice. Because I, I, I never expected in YouTube comments wow. under a Paul McCartney song people listen to around the world. I bet Paul's read it. Hopefully. Watch YouTube, guys. Just watch YouTube. <laughs> okay, let's see. We got about just a few minutes to T.J. Miller, who is, I tell you, his special, the Jonah special. Yeah. Really good. Really funny. It's just an hour, and it's on his YouTube channel. Yeah, and it had, uh, I think it does pretty well. I mean, it's up there in a bunch of different places, but it looked like it was getting a lot of action. And I don't know how people can't like it because it's not, TJ's just different. You know, he has jokes, but he really more creates situations. Yeah. And he, he, when I say he does, he does audience work. Usually that means I'm not going to like it, mm-hmm. but he's really good. He's quick on his feet. He's like, brainy he's, too. He's yeah. super quick. Really smart. And Jonah is a guy sitting in the front row who (laughs) becomes part of the show. And then there's a guy named Trevor who starts ragging on TJ. I mean, not really, but TJ sort of takes something the wrong way and and just pushes it through the whole show to the point that, well, I'm not going to give it away, but it was very good. Really good, I thought. Well, let's first hear from our friends at Zot Jeep Dodge Ram. Their newest location, I-96 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in New Hudson, have a few things that are tough to find these days. One, they continue to make buying and leasing simple, fun, fast, and easy. Two, Zot's new Hudson dealership has one of the highest Google ratings in Detroit, 4.8 stars to be exact, three. And my personal favorite, Zot has one of the largest inventories in the D with more Jeeps and Rams to choose from than almost anybody in the city. You want more good stuff? Right now, our studio sponsors are leasing a new 22 Jeep Compass as low as $298 a month. You can also lease a new 22 Jeep Grand Cherokee. 
Grand Cherokee, that is, as low as $3.97 a month. So if you're on the hunt for a new or pre-loved Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, or Ram, please check out our friends and new studio sponsors at Zot's new I-96 uh, dealership in New Hudson. And be sure to tell them the Drew and Mike Show sent you. And, of course, you can always surf their sensational deals and stupendous inventory at dealsinthed.com. And, of course, ensure that ride with Legacy Partners because they specialize in home and auto insurance and also small business insurance. And they can give Medicare advice because there are a lot of choices to make. And a lot of those are pivotal choices. So you need somebody with the experience. They got a guy. I recommended him to my friend and a lot of other people. They're independent. They shop all the carriers for your insurance, and they find the best deal. Here's uh, here's what you do. You call 586-209-4106. It's 586-209-4106. Make sure to listen for your name being called by Baz uh, for the $50 gift card. And also our new studio sponsors, Ghost Budsters, the small batch craft cannabis. Oh, they're the Bonerline sponsor. That's right, which is coming up today. I forgot to tease that. Ah, cool. Well, Ghostbusters, yes. goes, oh boy, no, Ghostbusters is Michigan caregiver. Brandon, own. I'll edit that for you. And I'm no, sure, no, because no, he didn't say it, so he won't. Edit it. <laughs> exactly, <Wow>. exactly. <laughs> what? Some, people, That's what some they... people are saying that they're on to you. Yeah. Really? No, on to Brandon. Oh, right, yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I would do that. I would do the exact same thing. So I, I would too. <laughs> Anyway, they're owned and operated by owners that actually work the garden and manage the operation to ensure quality, and that's why Ghostbusters has won six Cannabis Cup awards. Each crop is meticulously hand-trimmed by actual growers that care and are very passionate about their trade, not corporate overlords, and their premium packaging ensures the product stays fresh. You can find Ghostbusters at one of your favorite dispensaries like Vibe, all locations, King of Buds in Monroe, Information Entropy in Ann Arbor Breeze in Hazel Park, and also Shango in Hazel Park, Dispo, Romeo, Joyology in Westland, Green Genie in Detroit, Puffin Utica, Mind Right in New Baltimore, and the Remedy Room in Bay City. Well, I would, uh, we could do a Jason Carr clip of the day, but there's no Jason Carr show because of the power outage. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to give him a little, give him a little boost. I was kind of, he's feeling your pain, though. I'm can, surprised the lights are on here. Can people comment on his, on his post about, oh, you never work, you always take days off? No, oh, yeah, please. Can Similar. our people go to his post and start saying the crap they say to us? Please, so he can know how it feels. I want everyone to feel the pain that I feel on a daily basis. All I do is blank. I don't have a Jason Carr clip of the day, but I do have a Ted Williams clip of the day. That'll do. Right before TJ Holmes. Jesus Christ, I did the same thing. <laughs> That'll be edited. It is, definitely. You'll never hear it. <laughs> right before T.J. Miller. Ted Williams with you. That's right. Oh, I love my theme song. We're going to keep it real on this show. We're going to have a great time, and we always have a great time. Uh, there was a guy that I met just recently at uh, uh, one of the chicken joints. Um, I forget what it was. But, uh, it's Montan. a cross between Boston Market Cash <laughs> and... But um, I love chicken. Oh, yeah, that, now I know where it is. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh the stereotype. I love chicken and watermelon. No, <laughs> I do love chicken. Excuse oh my God, me. Ted is high as fuck today. Um, <laughs> white meat, by the way. Uh, uh, the breast and the wing. Uh, nothing oh said about my, my uh, taste and, and other things. But uh, <laughs> met these guys, man. 
And uh, I was talking, and, and, and I told them that I had a couple penitentiary numbers. It's no secret. It's in my book. My life is an open book. <laughs> he never even finished that story. He went in, like, I met a couple guys at the bar, and then he just ended it that way. Really? Really? <laughs> I was wondering. There, there are Sarah moments in his show where you see, like, 40 edits in three minutes. Oh, my And gosh. then you realize that even the edits didn't fix it. Every he's, time I he's hear talking him, talking out of his ass, he's high as fuck. I think it's Brandon making the edits. I'm like, why did you put that laugh there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, hello, TJ. <laughs> hey, who's this? It's Drew and Trudy and Jim and Brandon's here oh, too. You're it. It's How a party, are you, sir. How you doing, yeah, ma'am? I'm doing fantastic. I got to tell you, I'm at my uh, internist, and he says things aren't looking uh, so bad. Wait, um, you're at your, your guys. It, I'm so excited. Thank you for uh, thank you for letting me join you. You're very um, welcome, TJ. I, I'll give you a hint. Yeah, I think you'll remember who we are. Uh, okay, last time uh, I absolutely remember who you are. <laughs> you do. I'm so okay. nervous. I, I, <laughs> I'm the guy that always asks you about Cloverfield and she's out of your league. And I'm the guy who always answers about one of the two uh, yes. uh, movies. You, you, I so think you, you, you gave us some good data. And last yeah, time tell you, me this. you started an argument. I know, but listen, do you think that uh, men enjoy she's out of my league because they're usually dating someone who's out of their league? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. That could that could be why. Yeah, I think it's very relatable. It's like you have to root for yeah, the guy. It gives, it gives men hope out there. That's exactly right. And you know what? I'm in the same situation. My wife is considerably out of my league. In fact, she may be playing for a different division. <laughs> but you're a success. You're a nationwide success. And I tell you, the Jonah special, I really enjoyed it. I watched it last night in your honor. Dear Jonah. Thank you so so much for taking a look at that. You know, I think the reason that I love that is because I started out trying to just do a, um, a special of my pandemic material. And it was actually going to be called the pandemic special. And then I really, uh, I just am so glad that that, you know, quote unquote heckler involved himself. <laughs> and I went that, I went that route because that's who I am. It really shows you I'm an improviser. The show is just that show that night for that audience. And then, you know, on top of that, I really felt like um, it shows a lot of what's important to me is, you know, kindness. And yeah, so absolutely. You really see, you know, you really see in that special that uh, I love people and I, I like to include them and, uh, and, you know, it was just such a, um, a privilege to be able to have that, that have Jonah kind of involved himself in the show. And then the show became about lifting him up and making him the star. And, you know, as you saw it, so you saw he had the funniest line of the entire special. And the closer was sort of, you know, dependent on him uh, playing along. And uh, I don't know, he had such a funny sense of humor. And at the very end, you know, it's so funny, I say, so if you see my HBO, I saw the HBO special. I said, oh, it's great. Um, what did you think? I only could make, I was joking. I could only make it 20 minutes through. And he kind of went, yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't even make it that far. <laughs> so I started laughing. And then I go, 
I go, so what? I tried to ask him another question. He kind of went, uh, all right, uh, yeah, good job. I'll see you later. Because he was like done talking to me. Uh, he, so, he was so plagued I, with honesty. And then, you know, I described him. I described him as uh, you know developmentally challenged or somebody. And my neuropsychologist, I because of my brain injury, I have a neuropsychologist. And I, I was talking to her about. It, she goes, uh, we don't use that term anymore. Oh. I said, oh, okay. What what term do you use? And she said, uh, I think the term right now is intellectually deficient. Oh. And I say, you know, I. That's not, I don't think that's any better. No. You know, that's, no. that's like, instead of saying he, he's slow, you know, he stops. So I don't, yeah, that's, that's not my opinion. <laughs> but it, it was so great. And then I put it, I don't know if you saw, but I put it on the, um, uh, I put this comment, the highest, you know, the pin the comment, because this high school counselor saw it. And she said, you know, I watched it and I just am, I, I was so proud of him, and I obviously she knows him so well. And she says, I watched it, I laughed, and at the end I cried and thanked Aww. you. And yeah. I think there's really not, no no higher compliment. Um, but what's really funny is when people ask me about the special Dear Jonah, which is on YouTube right now. Uh, when people ask me about it, uh, I say, "Oh, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's one of the most incredible specials that you'll ever see." And what they don't get is I'm talking about how. It's just a once in a lifetime thing. There's just no other special will ever have someone like him interject and then or the show becomes about that person. Trevor was cool uh, too. They think I'm just being they think I'm just being a, a braggart and a narcissist, saying, Oh, I'm the best dinner. But it's really not about that. So thank you so, so, so much. Sincerely, thank you so much for uh watching the special. I really appreciate it. it, it was, Not everybody does that. It was very worth watching and the crowd was fantastic. It was, you couldn't copy that show in a million years, but I, I just have to stop here. You answer, you were answering comments on your YouTube underneath. And then you said, you, you just mentioned that you put that one message at the top. I don't know anyone that does yeah, that. Yeah, right here. It's pinned to the top, and it's from uh, Elizabeth Fields, who knew who knew Jonah, and she you know, sent a compliment. So TJ has the ability to pin that at the top so everybody can see it. So everyone's going through, and they're liking that comment. Wow. That's I've just cool. never seen people on your level answer people on YouTube. I thought that was kind of funny. So how often do you go through the comments every once in a while? Yeah, I try and take a look. I, You know, it's so funny. I was just with my um, internist, uh, and in New York City, yes, everybody's all about the, the doctors. That's the most <laughs> important thing for everybody here. And uh, we were talking, and I, you know, and it's actually axiomatic because I said to him, you know, why did you become an internist? Right? Because well, I like talking to people. I think people are interested. And I said, you know, I, I I quite agree. I think people are really, really interesting. And so I just find every single person on earth and that I interact with just to be so interesting. So sometimes it's fun to go to the comments and see, you know, what if, what do people think about this or that? And I, I think a lot of people don't want to go through it. It's the same reason a lot of actors, Zach Woods, who um, was the funniest part of Silicon Valley, he played Jared and he won't watch it. He's never seen anything he's ever done ever. Never watched even one frame of any of his work. And sometimes it's strange because I watch, I haven't seen underwater, but I watch everything that I do because I kind of, I'm not very self-critical and well, I have a brain injury. So maybe I, that's the reason I don't have many insecurities. Wait, do you really have but a brain injury? I, Is that true? 
Yes, and if you did your research, this is really embarrassing for you. Trudy, did you research? Wait, hold on. Trudy, did you know <laughs> I, I'd like, TJ? I'd like to introduce something to you. It's called Wikipedia. <laughs> um, no, I saw. Yeah, it. I spent yeah, an yeah, hour I, on the special. I, I, it was a long special. <laughs> Trudy, <laughs> Trudy doesn't know either. It was, it was, I saw a video that you did. Yeah, forty-five minutes. It was forty-five minutes long. Well, I watched the whole thing. I went back and watched it again. (laughs) Hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so funny. I, you know, I I went back and looked over the fifteen minutes that I actually enjoyed. Uh, It was an hour. Um, I understand, no, TJ. Yeah, I, I know that you have this. You have cerebral intramovenous malformation. I knew you all about it. At Wikipedia. I knew all about it when you were filming yeah. Yogi Bear. You had a hard time sleeping. You know I get yeah. it. Watch Six Feet Under. He's on Wikipedia, which I recently heard about. Um, yeah, so I, I had this. Uh, I had a, a golf ball sized piece of my right frontal lobe removed, and. Um, it's very strange. So I, when I have, I'm kind of this, this tendency towards mania, a sort of manic, mm. um, well, a manic personality, but certainly kind of a manic energy. And so I have to kind of check that with medication. When it gets out of hand, I have misunderstandings with the federal government. Like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say, but, um, I'm not surprised by yeah. this revelation. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Neither, neither was I really. But I, I was so, I was so against. Um, I was so against kind of considering that and and being open about it. I just kind of didn't want to really consider that to actually be real in any way, shape, or form. So, but I, I'm really, you know, I've worked on that a lot. I have a neuropsychologist that I, I interact with. Um, but you know, to return to. Uh, what I was thinking, I, I, you know, I just, I find people to be so interesting and a lot of people like Backwoods don't want to look at their own performances and certainly don't want to see what people's opinion of it is. But I kind of, I was taught sort of against my will that all the sort of vitriol and, um, you know, criticism and condescension and all that stuff, um, from, you know, a good portion of the population that you get when you're, uh, when you're famous, I kind of gloss over that, and I really kind of enjoy any of the uh, the positive comments that people give. But I, I got I'm I'm actually filming a special in two weeks called The Gentle Giant. Nice. And I ran it la- last night in New York City to a sold out crowd at a, a really great club called The Stand Comedy Club. And I talk about it's much more personal than anything I've done before, so it's going to be ultimately quite boring. But I, I really feel like I really uh, I talk a little bit about fame and being famous. And uh, one of the things that I talk about is that there's the social media aggregation sort of algorithm. And you put in the word hate and then your social handle essentially tells you how many people hate you. Oh. And guys, I have to tell you, oh, no. so many people hate me. So many people hate me. Wait, you could fill Yankee Stadium and there'd still be people out front going, we should have left earlier. I told you we should have left earlier. Now we're way up. So, you know, that's the problem with the component of that. The component of that that kind of actually makes comments like hers really, really wonderful because, you know, people are more likely to comment on something because they hate it than comment on something that, you know, when they love it. And it's that, you know, this special is really, really special. And so everybody that watches, again, I really appreciate it. Everybody that watches this sort of, I'm so excited to share that with them. 
Yeah. Because there's a lot of people now that are just watching clips. Nobody has the attention span to actually. Drew has. I, I have to admit, I, I was. it's hard for to get me to watch 45 minutes in a row of stand-up. If it's like right. set up, punchline, set up, punchline, set up, punchline. I eventually, I don't know. But this, you're so, <laughs> you're all over the place. It's, I like situations as opposed to situations that become funny more so than just straight ahead humor. Although you have jokes. I, I just, it really appealed to me. I have to admit, I really liked it. And I want to know if you and Jonah are Thank staying you in touch. So much. <laughs> you know, I, I, so I told Kate, I said, you know, I'd like to you know, reach out to this guy and, and maybe have a premiere and have him be the guest of honor. And she just made a really good point. She said, just don't do that because it's, you're you're not the special is not about you, you just got to be really careful because you're not exploiting him oh, you know and yeah. you don't want to ever feel like you are mm. and so we, we you know i haven't reached out to him i haven't been in touch and i think in some ways that's really beautiful also yeah. because we're you're sort of yeah i know well, what if he starts saying that <laughs> asshole named the special after me and he doesn't yeah. even call me <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, listen, I'm I'm there. I'd love to talk to him. That was so funny. I'm walking in New York, and I just saw a girl just walk past me, and when she recognized me, she went, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then I just, I I just turned to her. And I go, "I know, right?" And she goes, "Yeah." That's, that's, Great conversation. So, so funny. So yeah, so funny walking around New York City. So nice. Everybody's so nice. There. Well, fame, um, fame is a lot of yeah, fun well, to listen, talk about. I think. More, I, I'm looking forward to the yeah, general. More giant. than anything, more than anything, uh, I'm really excited about the Comedy Castle this weekend. Uh, shows Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think the early shows are sold out. So, they're all sold out, and the out. other shows will sell out. So get so get tickets quickly. Um, but I, I'm excited for a number of reasons. But this will be the last weekend that I perform any of this material because I shoot the special the next weekend oh, wow. and um and then that's it i won't do any of the material ever again um, uh, and i'm actually going to go back to improvising and just doing you know the shows right there on the spot well, uh which is a lot of fun as well but this will be great i've been working on this material for a long time it really in a great place and uh, i'm excited to share it with the greater detroit will any of the interaction at ridley's shape what eventually goes into the special yes yeah. Oh my God, that's a great point. I love that you asked that. Because uh, last night, same thing. I so I was performing last night, and then when something didn't work exactly how I wanted to, I said, "Okay, well, that's not going to be in the special." And uh, <laughs> thank you guys for letting thank you guys for letting me know that that's not really up to stuff. You know. <laughs> well, so was... yeah, absolutely. But the pro see, the problem with the audiences at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday, first show so last is that they're such great audiences. I can't wait, but I think that they're, they're going to enjoy all of it. And they're so, uh, it's so fun to perform at that comedy club. Because it has such a storied history, but even on top of that, they just, the crowds are electric. And I, I don't know what it is exactly, but it's just such a fun place to perform. And it's, it's always great shows. And I don't say that about every other club, because they, you know, a lot of them are great. I'm talking to you, Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, it's got to be. I mean, if they were if they were any more pretentious, they would hate themselves. <laughs> they probably do. Their own, their own personality. It's, it's got to be um, Mark Ridley's but, yeah. vibe, though, right? 
It's got a vibe. I think so. And I think, you know, I, I can say this because I married one, but I think people in Michigan sort of, they, they have a constitution that is kind of like, when things are bad, they get through it. And when mm. things are great, uh, they really relish it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's and I don't true. Know if, that's the, if it's because Detroit has been through so much, but I find that, you know, my wife from near Ann Arbor and the softest city in Detroit, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, and I, have a, I have a great friend who lives in, um, who lives in Lansing, Michigan. Mm. And you know, I, I think I, I just, I like, I like Michigan people, Michiganders, because they're tough as nails, but they really have, uh, you know, warm hearts. And I don't know, just think about it. Again, I married one. And uh, boy, can she throw a punch. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've been there a long time. I can't seem to get out of the place. But I, I was dying to know, you know, because you were doing some COVID humor in the, the Jonas special. Uh, were there places that the COVID jokes would not go over so well? Like, you know, you said, uh, I understand there was a little sniffle going around the country, and I thought, oh, I wonder if Ann Arbor would, I mean, I wonder if they <laughs> would like that. But your audience in Nashville well, loved it. I, yeah, I mean, you know, Tennessee, I, I say, because of COVID, I've gotten to know Florida much more than I wanted to. Because they were <laughs> the only people, they were the only people that sort of, they yeah. just didn't pay attention to it. And right. it was the one of the only places that was open. Um, but yeah, I, I think everybody kind of, this is what I told Kate, you know, Kate got so upset about these people aren't taking it seriously and they're the reason that it persists and all this. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, you know, people deal in fear different ways. You know, people, people get scared of something in very different ways. And I said, this thing is the scariest thing that's ever happened to these people in their lives. And it's scary in a different way than even a war or all the, the things that people have dealt with in previous generations. And so I really encourage her to just be easy on everyone because everybody in America is dealing, this in a different, dealing with it in a different way. And one of those ways was just to deny it, to deny its existence. Something tells um, me that you I were not it. on the same page as Kate, though, because I, I just don't picture you being that way. Plus, you needed to work. I mean, you didn't make uh, videos of yourself showing people how to wash their hands or singing Imagine, or I mean, I don't think you did anything like that, oh, did you? Oh, God. I mean, that was the most embarrassing thing <laughs> Wasn't that awful? in the world when they sang that. I could not, it was not not just cringeworthy. It made everybody just, you know, I mean, it, that was so, so hard to watch. The problem with celebrity is that they think that they they have so much attention on themselves. They think that they're much more important than they are. Mm -hmm. And that was just a, that was a real, that was really tough to watch. Um, but no, I, <laughs> yes. you know, I, I don't, I don't espouse any of this kind of, you know, you need to listen to me because I have, you know, I, I, I know what's going on and my politics make more sense than your politics. So I, you know, I, I certainly do not, um, I didn't take that route, but she, again, people are scared in different ways. And she was really scared in one particular way. And it wasn't that I wasn't scared. It's just that I kind of, I had to work, you know, and, and I had to work, not, not just because of money or something. I had to work because um, people needed to laugh. I mean, it was such a nationwide worldwide bummer. Yeah. So yep. bleak. And yeah, to say the least. And, 
And I just, I said, you know, my job suddenly is more important than it's ever been. And so, you know, I have to go out there and if people are willing to brave the elements, so to speak, to, um, you know, to go and watch a show, then I need to be out there doing that. So I was one of the first comedians that started touring. And uh, ironically, it was just me and all black comedians for a little while. So that, that was really interesting. I mean, you know, you, there's not even anything to say about that. It's just it's true. And it was so interesting. So, and people were really appreciative. Um, and I, I didn't get COVID. I didn't get COVID at all until, of course, I had people sitting 10 feet away from me. And as so I did that, <laughs> what was really funny was, uh, yeah, I had people 10 feet away from me and uh, I put fans on the stage uh, blowing back to the audience. So people were um, <laughs> <laughs> laughing at you. <laughs> yeah, people were laughing the COVID at me. I blew it right back into their face. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. But the whole, you know, telling people how to wash their hands with the, as you mentioned in your special, I mean, yeah, soap and water. And it was like, what the, I mean, and all these people giving demonstrations and how long to wash them and you can sing the hook of a song. I mean, I don't know. I just somehow I couldn't believe that was happening. And we were actually semi paying attention. We were prisoners of it. There's still signs up in bathrooms, I see. Yeah, yeah, for water. sure. And, you know, everybody knows this about the two of you. You guys don't wash your hands. You. <laughs> uh, but, but I, you know, I, I think, again, you know, people tried whatever, however it went, it ended up working out because just this year, I really mean that, just this year, it feels like people are returning to, there's no normal like before, you know, but people are returning. I'm, I'm selling out shows. I'm seeing people coming out and feeling really comfortable. And last year it was like people didn't, they had forgotten how to party. Yeah. You know, they just, they didn't even remember um, how to go out, what it was like to sort of go out and be out. And now I feel like they've had enough practice. Let me put it this way. People are getting appropriately drunk. <laughs> yeah. instead yeah, of I, not getting drunk or getting too drunk and so well brandon yeah, that's kind of i, I think that's great the shows are all sold out aren't they i believe they are all five are marked oh. sold out at uh, Mark no, I, don't, I don't believe that for a second <laughs> well that's what the website says and uh i don't know you might well, want to call them if trouble. you want to then try can, to squeeze it then i can get off then i can get off this interview <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, no, just... I, I, I absolutely would not. No, I, I love talking to you guys, not only because you have low standards and you find me funny, <laughs> but also because uh, it's so fun to just talk it all out. You know, I think yeah, you guys are you have incredible inquiries and uh, great senses of humor. Well, TJ, you're an easy person to interview because honestly, it, like I should have known about talking. <laughs> I should have known about your, uh, your 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 brain issue, but reading Wikipedia doesn't I really work it. because you write down twenty questions for TJ Miller, and you're only going to ask two no, of them. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Because I'm, you all you you all of you know, I'm always teasing. That's all I'm doing. Right. Um, well, let's get to any twenty questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I really wanted to ask about Ryan Reynolds, like, are you guys are good allegedly now? Because it sounded like he didn't yeah, like you, or you felt like he didn't like you. That's the one. That's the one thing I will not answer. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, you know, if I, I told I told a story about him. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. 
and then it got picked up all the way to India Daily News. Yeah. <laughs> and and what I don't know what Indians are doing being concerned about what TJ Miller has to say about Ryan Reynolds, but apparently there's not a lot going on over there. <laughs> and uh and, and you know, so you know, he reached out to me and emailed me and kind of, you know, apologized and so I emailed him back and I said, Look, yeah, I don't know why this became such a thing. Um, but it's, you know, it's just a story about, I, I'll tell you what I'm finding. I'm finding that, uh, Hollywood is make believe. And so telling the truth isn't really that highly prized of a, a well, quality. Well, that is the so, best way of putting yeah. it. Everything feels make believe to me now. I, I can't, seems like I can't read anything without someone telling me the next day, well, you should Google this and then you'll know that that's not true. I mean, it's, it's like, it's hard to believe anything. Nobody vets anything. And I mean, the truth, God, I'm watching uh, Alex Murdaugh on the stand today, and he's trying to say that, yeah. you know, I didn't murder these two people because I always tell the truth. And then he's talking about how he stole $11 million, and I admitted it, and I was doing opioids, these incredible amounts of opioids, and I admitted it, and I went to rehab three times, and it's like, God, yeah. but you do nothing but lie. I mean, it's lie after lie after lie. I, I, did you yeah, watch? I mean, look, exactly. Did and you watch so any of it? I kind of. What, the stand? He was on the stand today. Oh, no, I didn't see any of it. I don't, yeah, I, 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 I mean, maybe I'm kidding myself, but I, I sort of, um, I don't spend a lot of time doing anything else besides creating comedy, performing comedy, and kind of yeah. listening and watching comedy. You, could, you would have found some I comedy in it, I, I guarantee agree. it. I completely agree, you know, with what you're saying. and It's, it's sort of, we live in such a strange time where, every piece of news or quote unquote journalism is so warped. And I, you know, I think that's kind of made people disillusioned in a way that wasn't quite the case before. Uh, and the only, really the only trusted news source I get is the Drew and Mike show. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> you know, my, hey, you can count on us. I'm trying, honestly, you know, for somebody that literally tries to look at alternate sources for information when it's question, and I still get called, Oh, you know what the fuck you're talking about? And, you know, all you well, do is and, you know, the only thing, you know, the only the thing that I trust you most about <laughs> both of you, all three, is really uh, that we should not wash our hands. There's no reason <laughs> to do it. Yeah. You know, we're right. wasting water. It just goes on and on. So I appreciate you guys for getting the work out on that. Well, I, I think we have a thing going. And uh, I, I don't know if you really remember that, but I have asked you about Cloverfield every time we've talked. And I, I don't, does yeah, anyone so let's I, talk about it? Am I, <laughs> am I the only one that asks you about Cloverfield? I went to, let me see if I can really remember. Oh, I did. Um, media in Sacramento, California. And, you know, it was so funny, but I got in there and one of the receptionists came out and said, oh my God, I just love Cloverfield. And I said, well, thank you so much. And that's such a deep cut. That's amazing. And then <laughs> someone else came from, someone else cut. came from the other side of the, um, the, the offices and said, you know, my favorite movie to watch with my family is Cloverfield. And I said, Oh my God, I'm just about to talk about it on an interview coming up and I'm so excited about it. And that, that is a rarity because people don't really, that's not the first thing they think of when they think of me. No. So I always love it because it's such a great film. But everyone's and, seen it, um, haven't they? Hasn't everyone seen it by now? They must have. I think. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the other thing is you only see my face once. Right. Right. <laughs> 
but your Very voice twice in the whole film that's part of so, what's cool about it, it, it i didn't know it was you for a long time and i'm like i know that damn voice i know who that is and then when i saw she's out of yeah, my league i was it, like tj's the guy in cloverfield <laughs> what's the character's name so it's, so, it's so funny i'm gonna blow one of my jokes for your listeners unfortunately okay but yeah my voice is kind of almost more famous than i am oh yeah so interesting but I was at a CVS and I was talking to Kate and I, I forget, can I, can I cuss on your show? Yeah, no? yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. So I, I was at a CVS and I was talking to Kate. It's this intense conversation. And I turned to one end of the aisle and there's this woman kind of leaning into the aisle and staring at me. And then we made eye contact. She ran away. Really quickly. <laughs> it's gone. I said, that's the strangest thing. So then I turn, I'm talking, I'm talking, then I turn to the other end of the aisle, and this woman had run around the aisle. And again, on the opposite end, was sort of leaning in and staring at me. We made eye contact. She ran away. <laughs> and so then I'm talking, 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 and I go, that's the strangest thing. And I get off the phone, I turn around, she's right there, inches from my face. And she goes, that was the strangest thing. And I said, what? And she goes, I was in the other aisle buying Mucinex. And I, I, was, I, was, I was the Mucinex man for years. I played the little talking the booger. booger. Right? She goes, she goes. I was in the other aisle buying Mucinex, and I heard the booger talking. And I thought, it must be one of those ads where you press the button. And the booger said, I couldn't find the button. And then I thought, you said it. So, but every time I, we made eye contact, he stopped, he stopped talking. But that was the strangest thing. And she just walked away. I never saw her again for the rest of my life. <laughs> and, but I remember so clearly the conversation with Kate. And I was talking about somebody she was working with. I really, I was talking, I go, well, he's a fucking asshole. He's a piece of shit. So either know that he's a piece of shit or go in and tell him to go fuck himself. So that's what she heard the booger say. <laughs> so, so she must have been like, whoa, music seems a real left turn on their market. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of, you know, my voice is sort of so recognizable that even when I wore a mask during the pandemic, people would kind of, you know, recognize me and go, oh, my gosh, you know, that's. Well, that's a You're deep cut. That's a really yeah, deep, a cut. deep cut. Mucinex. But now um, you were OK. If people haven't seen Cloverfield, which I cannot believe. Oh, my God. TJ is uh, is operating the camera for a party, and then he becomes yeah. the cameraman for the whole adventure when this monster attacks New York. And I was thinking, do we see your face when you finally, when something terrible happens to you towards the end of the movie with a helicopter? Do we see you? Yes, that is the case. See, I know this yeah, movie so inside out. You see out. my face then, and you see my face uh, right before I take over the camera. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's such a rarity. It's just it's unlike any other film, and it's kind of in the style of Blair Witch Project. Yes, but I don't know. It's you know, it's one of those ideas for a movie where you, I can't believe nobody thought, what if there was a monster movie, but it was all shot from the perspective of one guy who's you know carrying the camera. For a party, and, uh, and yeah, I I think it's just so it's so fast, it's so great, and it was the first film I did, so it's so weird because I read the script. They made you come in to read the script. I read the script, and I go, 
Oh, hey, wait a second. I'm not like on camera at all. I'm, I'm basically the, the cinematographer. And, yeah, and, I, and they go, oh, no, yeah, you're the camera operator, but we're not going to pay you for that. Oh. I go, oh, oh, perfect. Okay, well, sign me up. Uh, but it just did so well. I mean, $80 million, it was you know, the number one film of that weekend. And yeah, I was really, I was pleased about it in a way that uh, it was just, it's so fun. It was such a unique film to do for the first, for my first film. Did you make the character a bigger asshole than he already was? Because the character was really a jerk. I mean, but it was, I was laughing almost everything the character said. Wow. Wow. This is really hurtful language. I just didn't expect, I didn't expect on a Wednesday to be, a Thursday to be so upset. But I guess that's how things shook out to me. That character was a little Uh, rough. You know, I think, I think the thing, the thing about, me and the, the parts that I play is that, you know, I play a lot of assholes, but I think people like it because they're likable. You can kind of see through that. You can see through that to sort of a very kind person underneath. So Earl can Silicon Valley, you know, he's a total asshole, but you kind of see that he's sort of, you know, fragile and wounded and like Stainer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And really insecure. Right. Exactly. And I think that that's, well, I'm not going to say I'm like that, but I think people sort of see me as sort of a a brash, brazen guy who doesn't give a fuck in general. Uh, but you can see sort of deep down that I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy who ultimately wants everybody to be happy and have a good time whenever they're with me. And that's why I do stand-up comedy. Um, I don't know who, who wrote... Um She's out of your league, but I, I loved all the TSA stuff. The the TSA guy who thinks he's so powerful and he's such a badass, and like the bowling scene yeah. when you yell TSA at somebody at the bowling alley. <laughs> it's just yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a brilliant character. Right. You know you know who really likes that stuff? Who? Uh, the TSA. <laughs> and, so, and so I travel every weekend, you know, doing CNS. And I have funniest interactions with the TSA of all time because they're so happy. It's the only movie where they kind of are glorified and represent. And so it's so fun to talk to those guys and have them be like, hey, hey, TSA, motherfucker. Yeah. And, and I'm going, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one time they found a gun in my bag and I was like, oh, sorry, I forgot. They go, that's okay, man. You're great. She's out of my way. You can take that on board. Well, really? No, not really. Jesus, I should have picked something. I should have picked peanut butter or scissors. No, no. But they're 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 so funny. And then occasionally I get a TSA agent who does a a second screening and a cavity search. And at the end of it, I'm like, "Why did you do that?" He's like, "I didn't care for the movie. I thought it was. I just don't like that film." TSA, I apologize. This guy's drunk as fuck. <laughs> What's that from, Brandon? That's yeah, from yeah. The movie. That's TJ. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember no, what scene it was. Love, uh, Go ahead. I know that movie Inside Out. What scene is that? Uh, that's just where he, he stops. Yeah, yeah, him. right. He, he has no, to stop. No, that, that's in the behind the scenes. Literally, the behind. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the bowling alley. Uh, no, it's, it's, I, I love that. Anything that kind of connects with people, uh, it's so fun. You know, and then I've done so many films that connect with people. But I, you know, in doing stand-up, I see a lot of people, because sometimes they'll do meet and greets, and a lot of people come up afterwards and say, you know, I loved you in uh, Office Christmas Party or this song. And I say, but boy, it was so awesome to see you on stage. Because I, I really feel like that's you, you know? 
And uh, I think that's true. I think when I do stand-up comedy, it's, it really is me, and that's what sort of that's what shines. That's what kind of comes out uh, most. And it's it's been really fun. I've just loved performing. No, it is. Uh, it's TJ one thousand percent. But those characters, I see TJ. I mean, you you are a part of all those characters. It's quite clear, no matter what it is. I always get a sense. I always have a hope that it's going to be a lot of you. And when you're on stage, you're right. It is a very, <laughs> it's all you, and it's a great show. Yeah, and you can see that. Thanks, man. You can see that in Dear Jonah. But you're going to see it so much more if you if you come and and you see me live. And I'm so happy. You know, we talked about the pandemic, kind of you know not being over but kind of being over mm-hmm. and uh it's just it is people are so happy to be out and to see a live show it's so important right now because we were just indoors for so long and then when we were allowed to go outdoors you know it was just so nerve-wracking no, and we- you were so afraid of everybody else that they would have this virus that you would get it from them and I mean, Drew doesn't give a fuck. You know, we all know that. <laughs> but in general, I barely in, left the in, house. You know, in general, it was pretty. It was pretty out there, and so it's just so fun. So I'm so excited, and if it really is sold out, then just it is sold out. You can you can go. <laughs> um, but you know, come and come and just drink at the bar and be on the wait list. And after yeah. the show, I'll come out and g- give you just a just a soft pack on the forehead it's a tiny little gift royal oak's a lot of fun if you want to sit at the bar there's plenty of places to go if you don't get uh if you don't get in the house tj thanks so much for the time i'm so glad you gave us some time today and i can't wait till next time whenever that is uh yeah hopefully you know hopefully soon again and i thank you guys i mean it's so fun to be on the to be on with people who are really really um fun and funny because a lot of these interviews are just somebody going, um, so you have a, a new comedy special on YouTube. <laughs> I go, yeah, yeah, you're John, it's great. And it's just the longest pause. And then they go, so were you funny uh, in high school? And then I just go, yeah, I'm going to go. I got to get off this thing. So thank you guys for actually being interesting, interested, and a lot of fun. Amen. Thank, Thank you. you 10 times as much for the same thing, TJ. Have some great shows. Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle Relic, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Have a great weekend. Thanks, TJ. Thank you, sir. All right, you guys, don't wash your hands. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Never. Done. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. All right. Cool. TJ Miller. Wow. I know. Wow. I'm telling you that Dear Jonah, or is it Dear Jonah? Yep. Yeah, Dear Jonah. It's really good. God, it's good. And I'll say it again. Trudy, have you seen She's Out of My League? Yeah. You have? Yeah, okay. Did you like it? Did you yeah, like it? You I did? love it. Yeah, no, it's so many great comedians in he that. D- he d- does come through all his characters. He really does. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, there's not that many guys that... You are getting TJ. When you hire him for yeah. a role, you're getting a lot of TJ. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, watching the movies that we all love and not realizing he's in it, and then when he pops up, that's, that's mm-hmm. also a fun moment. I was... Even in the watch. superhero movie with Ryan Reynolds, he's uh, he's great when he pops up. Have you seen She's Out of My League, Jim? Yeah, it's Did been a while. Did you like it a lot? Yeah, I loved it. I want to watch She's Out of My League, Cloverfield again. I, I seriously <laughs> no. texted myself. I'm like, as a reminder, I got to watch She's again. I recommended Unstoppable because East Palestine oh, has right. happened. And, oh, yeah. and all of a sudden he pops up and it's like, oh, my God, TJ's. Unstoppable. I was more I excited about that. him than... Than Denzel. <laughs> I was an extract too. Seriously, an part extract. of my yeah, that's right. Oh, extract is the he's the right. driver. Oh. God, that's funny. <laughs> um, I was so stuck on the Alex Murdaugh 
testifying today that I just couldn't do enough. I mean, I TJ, seriously, you can write down two questions and that you're you're done. You don't really have to be prepared for TJ be, because we know him, we love him, we we have plenty to talk to him about once he starts talking. But he's not a guy that feel like. God, what if he runs out of stuff to say and I'm out of question? I mean, that that's not good. That should never happen. <laughs> no, anyway. he's right, but he loves the interaction too. That's he does. That's and regarding the brain injury, you know, that he had following that surgery, he was kind of messed up for it, and you know, that's why a lot of his troubles that he's been in, you know, with the the federal government, the threats, and some other. Th- a lot of that, almost all of it has been just thrown out because of his medical diagnosis. So I think it's one of those things where he had to get his brain uh, kind of on the right track. I've been there. I know what it's like. Well, I, I didn't call any threats, in, you. but <laughs> you know. he had, yeah, he had a few things that went south. But you know, thank God that this. We talked about canceling yesterday because I read that Rolling Stone story, story, and I was really pissed. I'm like, these fuckers. They think they have the rules for cancellation and who should be canceled, and it's just that arbitrary. Yeah. Frankly, I'm surprised anybody feels they want the power. I mean, just the power. I want to go, right. you are done forever. That's ridiculous. Well, and then that I mean, puts the term a big, itself, it's like a blacklist. And that puts a big spotlight on you. Then you better not fuck up because you're going to get canceled. If you have that power, well, half, that half power the time, can be used against you. Elon Musk came exactly. out and said the same thing. He was very pissed off about that article. That's interesting that he was so pissed about the article. He was, was he in the news? Was Elon Musk in the news today about something? It was... Well, he's in the news it was. every day. Was, yeah, but, he is. But I saw that because no, I, he responded to the actual Rolling Stone piece. And, and he, I'm glad he did. Elon, and of course, he'll, it'll be taken the wrong way. Like, oh, well, of course Elon Musk doesn't like it. Um, because Elon Musk really triggers people. I, I didn't realize he was so triggery. I just, you know, like, he's done some really dumb things. What did he do with the... Uh, they called the guy Pedo Man. Yeah, because yep. he wanted a pedophile his because he didn't submarine, want. Yeah. He didn't want Elon's design and his little sub to save those kids didn't fit, and so Eli called him Pedo Man and suggested he was a pedophile, and then the guy sued him, and so Elon Musk immediately sicked his lawyers on this guy, and they they actually dug something up where this guy had spent time with some. 12 or 13 year olds. I mean, they actually were able to make it a case that, hey, there is a there's a little pedo stuff there with this, which was not true. Nice ruining all. him. But the guy, the guy lost. He lost the case. And so, you know, I didn't like Elon Musk for that reason, because I thought, wait, how can you be Elon Musk with a following like he has? Call someone a pedophile. And then, I mean, that's not OK. To me, it's not OK. Huh. But in today's world, you know what? It kind of is OK, because. You can say anything on social media. Everyone else is doing it. Yeah, usually people aren't behind. Their name isn't even behind it. But I thought the guy should have won a couple hundred thousand or something. I mean, well, that was pretty brutal. That was one of the reasons why I think he was asking for, I want to say, $145 million, which is a Oh, well, that's ridiculous. He wasn't going to get that. But he has his faults, and I don't like him trolling on Twitter. I mean, I have some problems with Elon Musk, but generally speaking, I'm blown away by the guy. He's a, he's a brilliant guy. He's done some incredible things, and I'm sure he'll do a lot more. So I kind of accept both sides, which maybe that makes me unusual <laughs> to. You can't <laughs> to pick be just able, one side. Um, yeah, I can't, that I don't hate him or love him. And people didn't always hate him, did they? I remember, I don't like, think so. 60 Minutes interview like yeah. 10 years ago he talking about. was a darling about, for a long time. I, I was yeah. seriously kind of taken aback when this Elon Musk triggery business started. But, you know, there's a lot of people that trigger people now. And, oh, my God, did I trigger people yesterday. Holy fuck. I had no idea. 
But I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, did you do Lady Jane's Trudy? I did not. You did not? No. All right. I'm going to mention them Saved in a minute. Save it for you. Uh, we are going to have some tickets to see White Boy Rick with Charlie LaDuff, the guy that we only, that the only thing we talk about. <laughs> Uh, if if that's all you want to hear about, of course, you're in the right show. And then you can hear more about him with Charlie LaDuff at Andiamo's. Andiamo's showroom. And and actually, it's funny. I It didn't connect the two things, but <laughs> I saw Fout, the story about Fouts and his illegal fundraiser being at Andiamo's in Warren. I thought, well, that's got to be the best place in Warren. Yes. Yeah. Fouts is having his contributors there. You know he wants to kiss their ass. And they were paying a thousand bucks a ticket or something. It really so, is. It's a great place to see a show, and they're close to sold out, but there are some tickets in, there's some close tickets, there's some some tickets in the back, but honestly, when you got 800 people in the house, every ticket is pretty flipping good. So, White Boy Rick, we all know who he is, he's telling his story, Charlie's going to be trying to dig some more out of him, and he has been holding back, as Mark pointed out. Audience members will have the chance to ask some questions, too. I, I'm, I'm not satisfied. I feel like the White Boy Rick story is not over. I want more. What do you feel, want? Well, to when know he got okay, when he got out, kept him in. Yeah, kind of. When he got out after thirty-two years, thirty-two years. I mean, think of that. Look at all the people Crazy. who you know, like we were talking about the guy that that stabbed that woman to death and blunt force trauma, and he gets bond of a hundred grand, and he's out. And next thing you know, um, well, his bond was revoked because he said he was Jesus Christ. But I mean, he was running around out there. He had his kids. He killed their mother, and then he's got the... It's like, look at all how people serve such short sentences. Look at Kwame Kilpatrick, who stole the city blind, and he's out after six years. Well, that was a little different, but... And then they have to let out Bobby Ferguson. Well, it wouldn't be fair enough to let him out. I thought that was total crap. Like, who gives a fuck that they were sentenced together? So they have to be community together? What the fuck? It's a married couple that they do that with. It made no sense to me. Mommy and Bobby. And White Boy Rick was all over the news for a long... I mean, people knew of this story for a long time. Oh, for years. And everyone wanted him out. Everyone felt like, this is getting ridiculous. He's been in there 22 years. He's been there 25 years, 27 years, 29 years. And then a couple judges actually tried to get him out, and they were stopped by Kim Worthy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what is this? So anyway, when he got out, personally, I felt like... Okay, it's time to have the massive investigation into what the fuck kept him in there that yeah. long. And, of course, it never came. Moon. Because it's on the moon. <laughs> went to the moon. You're right. to the moon. Because some things never get explained, and no one ever has to explain it. And I don't, I don't get it, and I, I think Brandon's right. I think it has a lot to do with Gil Hill dying. Um, I mean, did he get out immediately after Gil Hill? Right after. It wasn't I think long. A day or two days after Gil Hill died, Kim Worthy finally allowed... Really? Yeah. And why was she so, and, and the letter that, I think it was Mike Duggan wrote a letter to the parole board, that this man is so dangerous. That was like maybe the 15-year mark. And it's like, what? why did he think this guy was so dangerous? Because they let another guy out after less than 20 years who admits he killed 18 people. Yeah. 18 so that guy's people. not so dangerous and White Boy Rick is? Why would he be in there longer? And Johnny Curry, who was the kingpin, he got out in 20 years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Wow. And White Boy Rick was just a little guy who kind of tried to take his place on his girlfriend. And to Johnny sure. Curry's credit, <laughs> he got out and said, hey, why isn't Rick Worshi out? Because I was way bigger than him in the drug game. Yeah, that, was, that was a little clash of egos there. That was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> he was almost pissed that someone could be in there longer than he was <laughs> for dealing less. 
So yeah, I, I think there's a lot to hear from White Boy Rick. Maybe I just sold some tickets. Who knows? Call uh, Andiamo's. Tickets are on sale at andiamoshowroom.com. If you want to do it that route, you can call 586-268-3200 if you want to go have a fun night at Andiamo's. And that's on Saturday, March the 18th. Uh, VIP meet and greet packages are also available. You don't want to miss the real story. White Boy Rick, one-on-one with Charlie LaDuff at the Andiamo Showroom, Saturday, March the 18th. You want to do it now? And let's see. It's Christina Gennari. Oh, yeah, Christina. She was just talking to Luke the other day, and um, she's really looking for some business out of this damn show. So let's get her some. If you're looking for a place or you're looking to list your place and you don't have a realtor, please call her first. That's all we can ask. Uh, she's been doing this 20 years. She really is good, and she has a great team. It's KW. If you drive around Oakland County, you cannot believe how many KW signs there are. I don't know if you guys noticed, but yeah, they're everywhere. all over the place. Oh, good. So when it's time to move or you want help, this is how a lot of, you know, when Scott Kunith was doing this, he met a lot of people who wanted their house appraised or they wanted to know if they should fix this up before they sold it or what have you. Christina would love to talk about these things with you because that's what she does, and that's how she makes relationships. And that's probably part of why she joined the fan group. But she's a social animal anyway. So you can talk in drops while you're looking for your home. Call her or text her at 248-550-4788. Are we under mass time pressure today? Uh-oh. I think we are every Oh geez. Every single Thursday. Well, why are we TJ Miller today? Why are we all worried about this? We're crying out loud. <laughs> never never under no, any we, pressure from anyone else. No, we yes. aren't. He's we also are. two months behind. Oh, shit. Two months behind on the winners, the legacy. So he's right. he better start coming up on three. I think we're gonna give him the day off because I was not I didn't know we'd get forty minutes with TJ Miller. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And Alex Murdaugh today too, and the boner line and so on and so forth. Damn it. Um Yeah, why don't we do the boner line? It's brought to you by Ghost Budsters. And we've talked about all their great locations. In fact, uh, they're at Dispo and Romeo. They're at uh, Breeze and let's see, Breeze and Hazel Park, Shango and Hazel Park, Green Genie in Detroit, and many more locations for Ghost Budsters. Two zero nine sixty six boner. You can call it or text it. You can send links to it. And here's number two sixty nine. Got a new show idea for the Red Shovel Network. It's a bowling podcast with Maz and Drew called Laying Wood. No homo. <laughs> no homo. Yeah, I just thought of a great podcast to add to the Red Shovel Network. Sports with Maz and Barbara. That would be great. <laughs> oh, this is Barbara. I love anything that's old. I grew up with sports, so. No one gives a shit. Mm. Crap. Hey, some people are saying that your Thursday show contributor still has his Christmas display up. Damn it. And oh. An elaborate Christmas display at that. You butt out. I mean, we're the end of February at a string of sunny 50-degree days. I mean, what's the threshold here? Yes, it's March. Just asking. Love you guys. No homo. No homo. True. You think the Gary Delabate lookalike is in his 20s? <laughs> you better get that Vaseline off the TV or whatever the fuck it is you're looking at. Holy shit. I'm 47 years old. You probably think I'm seven. I'm a man. I'm 40. 20 years in his 20s. What the fuck? Love you guys. No homo. No homo. So on the celebrities cut and uncut list, when Jim was claiming that maybe they got circumcised after 1982, and Drew and Brandon were objecting that that's not how that happened, 
reminded me of when I was in junior high, we had a student from Korea. I never met me no Korean. And once we were in the locker rooms and he started to see other kids dicks, he realized that he was the only kid in our school that wasn't <laughs> circumcised. So he had his parents schedule a circumcision for him. And unfortunately, he made the mistake of telling us he was having it done. And all we did was mock him mercilessly about getting circumcised for basically the rest of the year. How about beating around this bush with that uncircumcised dick? <laughs> hey, well, it's not technically I separated at birth. When Brandon was reading off the list of the names and if they were cut or uncut, it reminded me of Homer when he was making the cuts for the Little League football team. Now, while I wasn't able to cut everyone I wanted to, <laughs> I have cut a lot of you. Wendell is cut. Rudy is cut. Janie, you're gone. Rob Reiner, cut. Joey Ramone, cut. Regis Philbin, cut. Steven, <laughs> I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Bob Newhart, uncut. Congratulations. <laughs> the rest of you made the team. <sighs> Except you, you, and you. I was wondering if Drew was interested in joining Tuggers, knowing that all of the Beatles are now uncut. You boys circumcised? Or you got those hippie wieners? On the uh, <laughs> mentally challenged autistic kids having big dicks, I was in a Lynx program in high school, and I would go to lunch with the autistic kids and sit at lunch with them. And one day, one of the kids pulled out his dick and started pissing. And the kids had a giant dong. Holy shit! Does that guy have his wiener out? And the assistant principal, who was a five foot three, hundred pound woman, had to go and forcibly take his hand off his penis and put it back in his pants. Ah, cool mushroom tip. I was working in high school at a local uh, grocery store. One day on a Saturday, the store is packed, and he's supposed to be bagging groceries. And I look over by the bottle return. Guy has his pants down, jerking off to the cashier that was standing right next to him. And it was what? the biggest cock I have ever seen in my life. No that was about 30 years ago, and I've still never seen one bigger, no homo. No homo. True. <laughs> Nude swimming was not only in Illinois. Early 80s, Plymouth, Michigan, exact same thing. What? We had new swimming. You know what? And it wasn't that bad. Kind of liked it. No homo. No homo. Hey guys, February 19th, Joe really enjoyed all the talk about high school boners. Good stuff. No homo. That's really overdoing it. Every time I get a notification that the Drew and Mike Show podcast drops, I get excited. Pause. No homo. That is a very immature attitude. Hey, speaking of old drops, whatever happened to that drop, there's a penis in my butt. No homo. There's a penis in my butt. Hurting me, hurting me, hurting me. There's a penis in my butt to die. No homo. Hey, just wondering uh, if the hawk has ever said no homo. I don't do no phonophobic. I just wanted to <laughs> let you know that I really love to have Trudy on the show. I think she's amazing. I think she's beautiful. No homo. No, I want you two to kiss each other. <laughs> no homo. Yeah, you guys were talking about uh, Jimmy Carter and how he's in hospice. You should try and get his phone number and give him a call. Oh, I know it's That coming. way, oh, uh, when he says he's in hospice, Trudy, Trudy can ask him how he's doing. <laughs> hey, Trudy. Now that President Carter is in hospice, <laughs> oh, no. we're all wondering, are you going to call him and ask him if he's okay? <laughs> hey, Jimmy Carter's in hospice. Maybe you should have Trudy ask him if he's, how he's doing. That's what she did to C.W. McCall. Mr. McCall. Hello. Is this Mr. McCall? 
Yes. C.W. McCall, how are you doing? This is the Drew and Mike show in Detroit, Michigan. How you doing? I made a hospice. Oh. Are you okay? Oh, I see. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I got an audio separated at birth when Alec Murdoch is going on the phone and he's like, oh, it's my head. And Mr. Mackey when he's got uh, explosive diarrhea that's shooting them all over the hallway. I'll get up to it now. It's bad. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Oh, the Murdoch. Murdoch, not Murdoch. I need a forensic audit on how many abnormally pink wieners are in this thing. Hashtag freckle penis. It's incredible when they go down the lineage, how many redheaded clowns are in there. Orange pubes. Anyway, good series. Thanks for the recommendation. Is that red hair? Did someone light a fart off your mouth? You guys are talking about uh, that <laughs> stupid-ass Creed song with arms wide open. Shortly after my brother had his first son, I was at his house, and uh, that Creed song with arms wide open came on, and I started to sing to him, my brother. <laughs> my mouth won't open. I fucking love that song. He got super butthurt. <laughs> he said that he sang that song to his son in the fucking crib right after he was born. Whatever happens, I'll <laughs> always love you. It's a father! It's a father! Regular father! Did I do good, daddy? I figured out the Ted Williams stinger. Dear God, here we go. It's Ugh. referencing women listening to Ted's voice. So the stinger is actually you're moist and soaked too. <laughs> Whenever I hear the Ted Williams single, it sounds to me like Hugh was a sculptor. <laughs> it's clearly someone wants some soul food. <laughs> Guys, over the years, you've played a lot of drops that have just become common verbiage to me. But I think Ted Williams saying we were doing pussy could be the greatest of all time. He was doing pussy. Hey, I think you guys Lust. are missing one of the best train movies ever made. That would be Runaway Train with Eric Roberts and John Voight, no homo. I'd rather play <laughs> Spin the Plunger with a New York City cop than see this film. Hey, I just want to throw uh, another train movie in the hat of old great train movies. Emperor of the North Pole with Lee, I think it was Lee Marvin and... Uh, Ernest Masturbating Board Night. <laughs> yeah, when you guys were talking about train movies, you forgot two of the biggest ones. Throw Mama from the Train. Get me a soda with some ice in it. And the Houston 500. Give it to me. Come on, you sissies, I can fit more of you. Yeah, I hope Jason Carr gets back on the D. No homo. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> we got an effort separated at birth. Boring Austin Green doing his cameos and Jason Carr doing his podcast. Who's watching right now? Uh, Barbara says, Babs. Hey, what's going on, Babs? Dorothy, how are you? Becky, how you doing? It's Brian Austin Green. <laughs> it's good to see you. I uh, missed you too, Mel. Uh, hey, Kim Possible Martin. How's it going with you? Hey, Allison, this is Brian. <laughs> All right, this is booked by Jason. Carr. 209-66-Boner, call it or text it. Throw him out from the train. Oh, I love that movie. That was a great one. Is that really I, that good? I haven't seen that since I was young. I think it's really funny. I mean... You clumsy poop! It's Danny admit, DeVito and who else? Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. I think it's Billy Crystal, one of his better moments. Yeah. I, who the Billy, hell are you? I don't find... When he was hosting the Oscars... 
Yeah, he's too. I started kind of souring on him. I like Mr. Saturday Night because it was about stand-up comics, mm. and I thought it was it was kind of a cool concept. The makeup was ridiculous, but it was kind of a decent watch. Throw him on from the train. I think the mama character in Danny DeVito is hilarious in yeah. that movie. Oh, he's, God, he's good in everything. Crisscross. Remember, oh, yeah. crisscross, they needed to kill each other's. Oh, right, 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 yeah. <laughs> he had to, Billy had to kill his wife, and he had to kill Billy's mom. Yeah. Um, it's really dumb, but I, I don't know, Jim, I'm curious. I, I hate promoting movies because you always go, you like that, that movie's so, so dumb. I wouldn't love Sid Mama. I realize. I wouldn't love Sid Mama. Movies aren't forever. <laughs> we have that many to throw them out from the train. <laughs> <drops, right? laughs> yeah, I, I grabbed a bunch. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, you like it? One time when we were first working together, <laughs> I just, I told somebody to get me a soda with some ice in it. And like <laughs> three minutes later, you were like, Brandon, was that a throw mama from a train reference? And I said, yes, it was. Aww. And and your eyes met. <laughs> it's true. It was a fantastic movie. Yes, what do you like about it? It's DeVito, isn't it, really? It is and DeVito. The, the mom is repulsive. Well, I mean, see, I was so a gross. big Goonies fan, and that, that mom is the main villain in the Goonies. And so I just always liked her. She was only in a couple movies, but she always plays like the meanest old woman. Who the hell are you? <laughs> and she has that speech impediment. <laughs> She's pretty scary. You <laughs> poop. All right, uh, I was going to... I'm, I'm saving the... I triggered so many people this week. I'm saving the triggering stuff for the end, assuming a lot of people don't make it to the end of the podcast. But uh, go ahead, Trudy, and we'll get to Alex Murdaugh in a minute because he's been on oh, the stand. Yeah, and Weinstein and Kelly, too, today. Big news for prison. Yeah. Um, time to hang up the dieting. I mean, it really might be time. <laughs> Uh, because the hope that you can get rid of cellulite or belly fat by dieting and going to the gym, I mean, it helps, but realistically, the way I see it, you need real help from the tools at Dr. Roche's arsenal to get the rest of the way there. Evoke contouring for your face and neck and your jawline. Let's face it, your face can be weary from the wear and tear of the world these days. Refresh and love your look again with Evoke. Ask him about it at Dr. Roche's office and also evolve for your abs, legs, and arms you're really passive in the whole situation, and the Evolve does the all the work, where it uh, stimulates those muscles over and over again and tightens the skin. It's just flat-out flab removal. And also, $550 off in the remaining days of February on breasts, plus a buy-one-get-one syringe of lip filler. And Dr. Rose, call them up and ask them. Um, they do teleconsultations over the phone, so you can uh, ask Dr. Rose anything, or even video, so he can look. Um, or go into the office, but uh, the phone number is 248-338-1110. Talk to Tracy or Jenny, anybody there. Or you can go to drroche.com or their Instagram and look at the before and afters. Mm-hmm. And you could also mm-hmm. call up and talk to Luke. And I just I did just that this week. Did you? What was yeah. the occasion? The big financial decision of buying a car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Car. You didn't? I did you not. You have eight days? Out of it? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he helped me sort of with the perspective of, I mean, what he Wait, was does was it a buy best. versus lease decision, or are you deciding what kind of car to get? Um, it was a lease decision that I was trying to make. And God, I want Luke's power. You just do whatever oh, Luke tells you. <laughs> the only guys that are going to be looking at you with this car are hobos. I mean, the car that I'm in now, uh, the newer model, is is like $950 Ooh, a month to lease it. It's a cool it. car. And then your insurance goes up, too. So cool car. Just for a while. This is yeah, the gayest car to hit the market since the Volkswagen Cabriolet. 
So he counseled me on a bunch of things. Uh, New car, if you're thinking about getting a new home or maybe doing something cosmetic, you should talk to Luke. Luke and his team, and he had Zach on with him, too. So it really is a team at MFC Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. Can help you plan for your financial goals both today and into the future. Call Luke today at 248-663-4748 for a complimentary consult to see if your plan aligns with your goals and of course, securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. member FINRA, SIPC, Royal Alliance Associates is separately owned, and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services. Slow down. Our independent <laughs> Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Plus NordVPN. <laughs> so NordVPN, you know, that has to do with all your TV, and it really helps you when internet service provider villains try to throttle the internet to get you to upgrade. It helps you switch your country IP address so you can get Netflix, Disney Plus, and other streaming services cheaper than in the U.S., including YouTube Premium. Is TJ on YouTube Premium? Is that where you get? No, I oh, just dedicated YouTube. Nope, just his yep. main YouTube. Well, if you're getting NordVPN, you're also getting unparalleled browsing security and protection from hacking of your personal data. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash dams. And if you use the code, you get a huge discount off your plan and an additional month for free plus a bonus gift. All right. Uh, it's funny. I was just checking my email to see, did I get any more shitty messages this week? <laughs> this, is, this is an example of, okay, yesterday I said, I'm actually going to defer most of this for the end of the show. But I said, Trump won the day. Because he showed up in East Palestine. Oh, you said that? I did. I know. Can you believe that? Um, That's right. And I didn't mean like he won anything big, like he's no. going to win the election. I just meant he won the day because that was a layup. Just showing up there with water and right. going, hey, look, I care. They don't care. And I care. He's the first one there. And uh, also forced Pete Buttigieg to show up, who said he didn't, wouldn't commit to when he was going. And then he went, today. So I think Trump kind of... I just thought he won the day, and Biden stumbled on the plane, too. So it was just kind of a good day for him. I didn't mean anything big by it. I meant from a PR standpoint, because other people were challenging me, going, do you know to get money or to get the EPA to do all these tests? I'm like, I didn't mean Trump fixed the problem or Trump is the greatest guy in the world. I just meant that he had a good day. The optics of it. Yeah, the op that's all I meant. It was a layup. I, I mean, honestly, I think the biggest mistake— that, that Biden and Buttigieg made was all they had to do was show up. Mm -hmm. Like the first day or the third day or the fourth day. They're probably afraid. Well, it's like the <laughs> border. You go to Ukraine, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, there is well, that. But, well, Ukraine versus America. I mean, there's that, which, of course, people immediately started saying. Um, it's kind of like Kamala Harris in the border. Just fucking go. Well, she did go finally, didn't she? Or did she? Mm. Remember she said, there's a lot of places I haven't been. I haven't been to Europe. <laughs> what do you need so, to go to Europe? Whatever. <laughs> um, I think, uh, and I think those appearances generally are kind of stupid in their, you know, so-and-so uh, -so tours the disaster area. But it's something that makes the people feel better because they go, oh, well, I feel like something's being done because he's here. And I haven't been to Europe. As far as the idea that it's just a photo op, it probably is. I mean, Trump can't do anything. He's not in office. But he got there before they did, and they have the resources of the entire federal government. So, And even he was late. And I'll accept that you disagree with me. If you don't think Trump won the day, that's fine. But I didn't think it was worth the vitriol. <laughs> um, okay, Trump's good day. 
Shocker, Republican Drew kisses the orange idiot's ass again. Of course, he doesn't mention it was his administration that make it so trains can operate when it, without Obama's brake restrictions. I did notice yeah. Trudy trying to bring that up, but of course, Drew and his deep love of Trump just talked over her. Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Uh, I agree with that guy. If it's face-to-face, you'll just kiss ass like you did with Corey Feldman. Oh, was I going to just tell Corey Feldman he's a piece of shit? Corey Feldman was a great (laughs) guest. Yes. He was awesome. And there was some sarcasm in there. Stop bashing people on how they look. Have you ever looked in the mirror? One star rating coming up. Oh, thanks. So uh, I responded. I didn't think this response was really all that terrible. I said, you must not listen too much because I've said many, many times that you do not want Trump to be president or even win the nomination. He took a layup. And it means nothing. I even said, <laughs> I even said he's better on the outside looking and meaning when he's not in office because he can just kind of take shots. Right. So that, you think that would lower the temperature? Wait, a little so you bit? hate Trump? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I mean, win. would you think that might lower the temperature just a little bit? It should. I would think so. And you're engaging. Yet you fail to make fun of him ever. Bullshit, we had 8 million drops. Do you need examples of his incoherent word fumbling or walking upstairs or needing help walking down a ramp or using two hands to drink water out of a bottle? Uh, the thing on the ramp... That was like a sheet of ice. I remember the thing on the ramp. He was using two hands on the ramp and it was... It's a, like an ice skating rink. It was a big deal. I think we talked about it, but... Because really? he gingerly walked down, yeah. He didn't stumble. No. But did Trump stumble as many times as Biden has stumbled? I don't know. I think we need to know, though. We need to start keeping track of these things. I don't remember Donald falling. I, I, can't, I really don't it, remember him falling. Matters. No, if Trump fell, honestly, or stumbled, I, I would have no problem. What, what am I trying to make out Trump to be the perfect physical specimen? No. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's continue. Uh, you make fun of him walking upstairs or needing help walking down a ramp or using a hands to drink water of a bottle. I think we, didn't we talk about him using two hands to drink water? I think we did. Yeah, and when, I don't remember the occasion. But. During the pandemic, when we were on Zoom, somebody was <laughs> watching Zoom and saw me use two hands to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Better than and Lincoln. Jumped Better on than that. Washington. Um, you're right. I don't listen too much anymore. Trying to avoid any political news, especially when it seems only one-sided. Oh, it sounds like you're t- you remember all those Trump things, but you're avoiding political news. Just tell that guy to listen. To Honestly, NPR. I don't think we talk about politics that much. No, and this I week probably a little bit more. East Palestine got my attention because it's like, oh, I think it's, it's political a big when a train deal. when a train crashes now. No, it's know. not political. Exactly. I know, no, Brent, You know, you know what happened that I did. I honestly, this is dumb on my part. What I didn't realize was immediately. The argument became, it's Trump's fault or it's Biden's fault. I don't think it's either president's no. fault. It's Norfolk Southern's fault. Yep. And and by the way, um, there's a big debate going on about, well, first of all, Norfolk Southern gives money, the same amount of money to both parties. They give shit ton of money. They are lobbying maniacs. And this whole thing about having two people on the train versus one person, which is a big part of the argument, that Trump only Trump only wants one person on the whole fucking train. Well, I'll tell you something. That train's two miles long. Two people is not enough. No. It's not. That's, that's, I mean, for Norfolk Southern, that's a layup. They should just go, two people? Pfft, that's nothing. But if that you, train... If you would have watched Unstoppable, you'd know that two people got it all done and stopped the train. Oh, uh, good point, Trudy. Trudy is selling Unstoppable it's true, so hard. It's a true story. Are you in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the Norfolk Southern train, I hate to spoil this, but it had two people on it and a trainee. So actually three people. There were one more than they needed to have and a trainee. 
did those could those people do anything about the train being on fire 20 miles outside of East Palace? The train was on fire. And even if 20 100 people were on the train, what would they have done at that point? I guess you they could really have stopped the train and maybe and, they could have, you know, wouldn't I mean, have had the derailing and the spill, but I don't blame either president for Norfolk Southern fucking up. Not not to <laughs> belabor this anymore, but some of those hazardous way safety laws were relaxed, and and they I wouldn't have been. They oh, you hate Trump? I, no, I don't hate either. <laughs> I'm just saying they would not have been training their way through East Palestine with all that shit. That's um, what is your favorite chemical? Um, uh, vinyl chloride. Vinyl chloride. You know, had it not been, I mean, because there are certain like nuclear. You don't want East Palestine to have vinyl chloride. <laughs> nuclear, <laughs> you know, nuclear waste is the same thing. You can't just truck it across country. You have to have safety standards. Okay, so where would it have gone things. if uh, if Trump did not have his way? Why did Trump want it to go there, or where um, would it have gone otherwise safely? I don't know, but there it would have taken multiple trains. But, to, but personally, are, to me, this is like the balloons. I, I'm not a balloon expert, and I'm not a train expert. But I'll say this about what you're saying. Biden was president. Oh, no, this shit. This is going to get. Oh, brain. boy. <laughs> Biden, Biden had a Edited Democratic out, House and a Democratic Senate, and he's a Democrat. They had two full years. If, on, this man. if this bothered them so much, what could safety they have about? done something about it? No, they should I mean, He is the current president and has been for over Don't. two years. And he had Don't. a Democratic Senate and Congress. They didn't. Do anything about it because people don't talk about trains. People no, don't give a Iraq. shit about trains. Exactly. I got hairy legs. <laughs> and I say the same thing about all the balloon experts. And by the way, people blame the balloon. When the balloon thing happened, it was like, Trump let three balloons go. Nobody knew till after he was president. That's a bunch of malarkey. So nauseating. It's all about people. I don't think anyone knows. And everyone being very divisive with each other because we all want to hate each other. I don't credit Trump with the with the wreck. I don't blame him. I don't blame Biden. I just think there was a PR opportunity there and Trump took it and for some reason Biden and Buttigieg didn't feel well now they're there and today and Buttigieg is, is not going well and I, I have a gripe with him. I think he's being a big dick today because he won't talk to any of the, the uh, citizens. Right. He's walking around with experts and anytime anybody comes up and tries to record they said he will not talk on camera. It's kind of like when he was with his husband and they took the guy's, the lady's picture, which I thought was really... Mind like, if I take your picture? Ooh! <laughs> like he really wanted her picture. No, he wanted to tattle on her. And I know she was from the Daily Caller who are evil and right wing and all that. But, um, oh, one more correction. This is another person that's very... Well, no, she wasn't very... Actually, she was nice about it. Well, I'll just read her email. Maybe she wasn't so nice. Uh, Believe me, she would not be my first choice that I can tell. I think he should have taken his bicycle to East Palestine. She was so angry. Okay, Michelle. Come on, Drew. Oh, I forgot about the come on, Drew. Exclamation point. I don't trust politicians either, but the fake biking to work story about Pete Buttigieg you've talked about twice has been proven false. Pete is one of the politicians I actually like, so it bothered me to hear your story. A simple Google search. Proves that the story was not true. Long-time listener. Love your show. Usually agree with you because I know you read a lot and seem well-informed. Please make sure you are not spreading false information. Aw. Well, this was, a, this was a fairly big story that he... And actually, there is video of him putting his bicycle in the SUV and then getting his bicycle out of the SUV. And the reason for that, as I learned, because is PolitiFact to be believed? Oh, boy. There's a video of him. Half of the people know, say Brandon. Yes. Here, I, we're watching it right now. I know. He just drove away. Oh, 
And well, now, oh, the bike comes out of the fucking truck. A lot of people believe this has been debunked. Oh, so yeah, this, this video here, on. this no, must this, be used by Adobe true. software. Okay. okay, I'll explain what Michelle is saying and what some other people are saying, because nobody, everybody has to get all shit-faced and bent out of shape over this. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 45-minute round trip for him to ride his bike all the way to work. Right. So they drive him part of the way, and, he and then he gets his bike way. out, and then on this particular occasion... Um, his office said that he then rode his bike from the Department of Transportation to his meeting, which was a significant length. He didn't take any transportation. Now, after having viewed this, and, and I'll okay. agree with Michelle for the sake of taking a stand, <laughs> it seems like a silly thing, but I mean, I, I thought less of him for doing it if that's what he was doing, but it sounds like he wasn't. So, okay, I'll say, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deduct from Pete Buttigieg for this. In fact, I'll even apologize, Pete. Ah, wow. However... Um, and this is not Pete, on Pete Buttigieg at all, so don't get the wrong idea. This is not like I think Trump or Biden's responsible for spilling vinyl chloride. This is very similar. When you see the two SUVs that are driving and stop and these four guys get out and they're opening the trunk and they're putting the bike in and they're pulling the bike out. And then it's like, does he really need two SUVs? Department of Transportation. Uh, then when he starts riding his does bike. Does he need a helmet either? <laughs> I know. I felt the same. He is soft, isn't he? <laughs> no, yes. uh, no, look, he has to preserve the appearance of observing well, safety. Where do you see him uh, in East Palestine today? He was soft. And so were his people, too. Oh, my God. What is his... I mean, I thought he could have easily um, answered a couple questions for the Daily Caller Beast and probably looked a lot better. Was he but, telling people what to do, too? Did he have solutions? I don't know, because he wouldn't... He wasn't talking on camera. He refused to talk on camera. So when he does get the bike out, they have to get another bike out. So the, so the Secret Service or the security <laughs> person or whoever it is has to ride the bike with him while the two SUVs drive along with Follow him. Follow him, yeah. Now, I'm sure that's a— What kind a, of bike do you have? It's probably a cabinet protocol thing, but it's like, oh, Jesus But, Drew, Christ. if that was you, if you had to go through all that and had to put those other people through that, would you ride the bike? I don't know. I'd be like, just I, fucking drive me there. That sounds like too much. That's a pain in the Apparently, ass. he is actually riding the bike, so I'm not going to give him a bad time about it. And I apologize for apparently getting it wrong, although Brandon disagrees with me. See, you can never have anything right. No, There's always someone who I, disagrees. I completely disagree with Michelle because I see the video. I watch it for myself. And yes, it was put out there but as, But you don't hey, see the whole video. It's so fucking fantastic that he rides his bike to work. Bullshit. He, dri he, he drives 40 minutes, and then he bikes for five. So what's the point Fuck of biking? Brandon, you missed the trip between the Department of Transportation and his meeting. I don't yeah, you ride bike the whole way and the whole way back with a I don't give person, a shit because his and entire intent was to say, look, I ride my bike to work. He's a fucking liar. It didn't happen. Well, it happened. What's wrong with it? It's, it's kind of weird, too. He's, he's wearing a suit when he's riding the bike, but whatever. I, I'm fine. I'll give Michelle her due. Give a shit um, about Mayor Pete. Fuck Mayor Pete. What if you wore a tracksuit? Is that what you want to mean? Fuck them all. He's be made fun of as much. Like know, a singlet. People, do people ride bikes in their suits? Maybe they do. I don't know. I never ride my. Nah, I never I rode my bike so. to work. So I didn't <laughs> see a lot of bike riders. Bike remember? Hey, do you remember back in the day they used to have ride your bike to work day and like one person would do it <sighs> in the office? Yeah, I, I know all those things. Are I will so never stupid. ever ride a bike. Super fit. Super. I don't know if you ever take it off any like sweet a, jumps. So then, IT guy. <laughs> um, and again, I'm surprised that I missed this because if if I realized that the argument was over which president's fault this was, I probably would have just avoided it. I just felt bad for the people of East Palestine because they're fucked. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and they're getting a lot of people from another spill of vinyl chloride who are saying, don't sign anything, because they've got kids who are coughing up blood 10 years later, and people who have asthma, who never had asthma before, and respiratory problems, and it's a big fucking deal, and they always say, I mean, this is not the Biden administration, this is every administration, oh, it's fine, we've tested everything, no big deal. And, uh, you know, they may make adjustments or they may do something here and something there. But, but but how often do we hear about the Love Canal or someplace where, oh, wow, everybody's getting cancer here. It's crazy. Uh, couldn't have anything to do with that spill 20 years ago. It was Trump's fault. It takes a long time for the damage to show itself. That's what the, the people in, I think it's New Jersey, are saying to them is that you may think you feel fine now, but you may not feel fine yeah. down the road. They're telling them they should get a, like a, go to their doctor and get a screening. And Norfolk Southern should pay And get for a screening every year. Right now to see where you're at, your baseline. Right. But again, it doesn't show up for a long time. And even the doctors say that too. So it's a really, it's, this is what I would say about East Palestine. And I, was, I thought about it because because three or four people were just so fucking livid about saying Trump won the day. I mean, they just couldn't get over it. Um, Look at East Lansing, the 49,000 students plus who really weren't even close to it. And there were some 500, 600, I don't know how many, maybe a thousand that were, you could call survivors, I suppose. But no, the whole campus is a survivor. 50,000 people are survivors. And they had to have all these people giving them candy and hugs and signs and, you know, all this drama about their trauma. And yet East Palestine, they have fucking vinyl chloride burning, fucking up possibly their water supply, their air, their lives. Homes they've been paying on for 25 years. That is real fucking trauma. And they don't even know how bad it's going to be or how long it's going to take. Right, and then and what, nobody what are gives they, a fuck. What are they doing in the meantime? Who's taking? We have to wait years to give them some sort of settlement and figure everything. Like someone needs to help now. Well, um, I think a lot of people are getting guilted into shit because people started screaming. Uh, Norfolk Southern now, but who, that's what who, Biden going right away would have helped with. Or well, it would have sure. it would have helped think they their had the trauma. EPA in there though, the next day. The EPA doesn't. Who's the EPA? Who the EPA got, is oh, it's so and so from thing. the EPA. Oh my God! <laughs> Transportation the EPA safety in the Bill EPA. Smith. Well, if Pete Buttigieg had gone right away, that would have been someone they knew at least. But when right. nobody goes, I think you go, "What the fuck?" They don't give a shit, and they didn't hear from the administration for two weeks. Or that's what the mayor says anyway. I don't know. I give up. <laughs> but I mean, it's look at the difference though in East Lansing and all the people and. The governor and, you know, so-and-so and and kissing their asses. And now they're having big protests. People are coming from other states to be part of. And and trauma, 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 trauma. And for a lot of people, they never were shot at. They never, I mean, they don't have any future risks. The people of East Palestine have huge risks down the road. And they're just supposed to fuck off. Yeah, and physical risks, not just mental. Like, it's a little tougher to deal with. Yeah. You can't stop that. Uh, and I don't know what the trauma experts would say about this if they say, well, they're adults, so fuck them. I'm sure somebody would say that. I don't know. I'm just assuming because I said it, someone would say the opposite. But <laughs> I couldn't help but notice how we celebrate trauma in certain places. In other places, like, hey, suck it up. Uh, but Norfolk, Norfolk Southern did come up with $7 million so far. Ooh. That's their starter fund. Ah, oh, fuck you. Now, I don't know how they're distributing that, how soon they can get it. They were offered $1,000 a piece, but they had to sign something. And right, they everyone are- said, do not sign that. 
But didn't Norfolk Southern afterwards say, oh, there was accidentally some uh, language in there that shouldn't have been in there? That I didn't hear. I only heard that people told them not to take the money. So, I mean, what a fucked up position for these people. I mean, my sympathy is with them. I don't really give a fuck whose fault it is. It's done. Well, aren't they... Um but if people are so determined to assess blame to one president or the other. And Joy Behar, by the way, this came up, too. And, and honestly, in reading a little more about it, I did not know this. I should have known, but I'm a fucking idiot, that Trump got the majority of the votes in East Palestine. So some people are saying, oh, that's why they don't care, because it's Trump country. Oh. And Joe, Joy Behar, I didn't see all of what she said today, but this clip was going around because I guess she was inferring... Well, they vote for Trump. Fuck them. About regulations for a second, because it seems to me that the Republicans well, are obsessed expert. with this notion of the free market, and they don't like a lot of regulations because it means profit. When because, you deregulate, yeah. you get profit. But they, I know. Part of the regulation, for example, the, the workers, the, there which, were very few plane crashes. Thank God. And that's because the industry is highly regulated. We have to pay for regulations yeah, it, just, and safety standards. The biggest blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Norfolk Southern gives as much to Democrats as Republicans. It's a very powerful yeah. lobby that is trying Thanks to block regulation. And this train, to Sarah's point, two miles long with two full-time employees and a trainee on it. This and they didn't that even could need wipe out to. An entire, because yeah. the last administration rolled it down to only one to worker. One. They happened to have but two. One thing and, I just want to say is I think this was an unforced error by President Biden. It was 20 days before we had Secretary Buttigieg go down, 10 days before he put out a statement acknowledging it. Yeah. This is Trump country. He won by 40 points. It, it, he won, he is a president for all Americans. I believe that, but he needs to show do that they, he is. But it was time for him to be president. I don't know why they would ever vote for him because for somebody who, who, by the way, he placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's chemical safety office. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump. Who reduces so fuck all fuck you, safety. you idiots yeah. in East Palestine. You deserve it. probably resonates in a That's way that they thing. need to be. Who are all those people? Those people and Wait. say, who's doing the job here? Forget about the photo op. Showing up go. is a big thing. Showing up, though. I think, I think this is Donald Trump's fault. <laughs> she got the last word. I think this is Donald Trump's fault. I think this is Donald Trump's fault. Gee, I'm so shocked that she, Sonny Hostin, had that opinion because she, oh, that's what she always says. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, when, when people aren't president for two years, isn't it a little hokey to keep blaming the person that's not president? It kind of reminds me of, Obama built the cages. Remember that great debate? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you put them yeah, in Yeah, but cages. Trump is Obama using Obama built the cages. Is that really where it started? Like, I... This divisiveness. Well, that's, that's what Trump said during the debate. Right. With Biden, no, I. Because Biden said, you cage these people up in the. Which neither comment was entirely accurate. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. But anyway, so I wish I'd never. I wish. Fuck you, East Palestine. <laughs> fuck you. No. Thank you we so much Kathy. for causing all this misery and wasting all this time. Our friend Kathy and Richard, her husband. Oh, yeah. I know. Nice no, my, honestly, my, my heart goes out to him. Seriously. Because hey, the, re the reason the story really interested me because I know they're going to get fucked. Yeah, it's, it's not. A, it's a poor area. Well, it's not New York. It's not Washington D.C. It's not a. Uh, it's not a big area, and it's not a concentrated area, and it's not an important area for anyone to win votes. So, right. I mean, plus they'll get fucked anyway. Even if they well, were, even if it was New York, they'd still get fucked because I, I, you don't know what's wrong for 20 years. I heard about the, the order that they conduct all the cleanup actions and they have to have a presence in the community. Like, what's his face? The 
um, CEO has to go there and, and well, uh, you know, like work off. in the community. So he blew them off but, for quite a while. But, you know, how skeptical you are, you know, on a daily basis, you, you hear that and think, well, they'll never get all of that. You know, the lawyers will talk it down and erode the settlement. And people and, start forgetting about it a month from now. Oh, and, yeah. But then it happened the following day. They couldn't go one day. Before having another accident. Oh, the one in Michigan, yeah, which so wasn't as serious, maybe, not nearly as serious, thank God. Maybe they have to update some of their, you know, trains. Maybe. Possibly. Oh, Trudy wants to say it's Trump's fault. No, I'm saying Absolutely. they should update their trains. I'm not saying it's his <laughs> fault. Saying, let's talk about, let's not make, let's not have this happen anymore, derailing. Uh, I tell you what. Do you think we should get Chinese immigrants to build the railroads again? No, they did a great job the first time, didn't they? I mean, between are you saying we yeah, should then? But you, but you have to like fix it in between then and now. Between East Palestine and this whole um, supply chain delay we had going on, mm. one thing I've learned is that the the railroad industry is so fucked. And this whole thing about they can never take time off when they want to. They can't go, I'm really I'm sick. Oh yeah, I'm really sick. Again. Fuck you, get in here. I mean, it, it sounds like they're virtually, you know. They're enslaved to the railroad companies. They pay them pretty well, but I don't know. I don't understand how this operation works, and that's a different kettle of fish in terms of the supply chain problem. But um, and that that is not settled. That keeps getting kicked down the road because they got a two month agreement, and then they got another agreement, didn't they? They haven't made a final arrangement, have they? With uh, with East the uh, with the the unions. Oh no no I no they haven't no yeah it's so, kind of in limbo yeah because every time it's like oh my god if this happens we're fucked and so they make a temporary agreement right. and then they make oh, another one and we're still in a temporary agreement so we'll probably have some other supply chain threat and yet when they when they act like they're going to strike when the union tries to exert some power by acting like they're going to strike they're like oh no you'll ruin did. the country oh, oh my god. god so. Why? Why isn't it in everybody's? It, it's infrastructure. Yeah. Aren't we supposed to fix infrastructure? Doesn't that help everybody? Well, I don't. You know, it does Norfolk seemed, Southern have no money to fix the infrastructure? Oh, they have plenty of fucking go. money. Yeah. No, they just spend millions and millions of dollars so they can spend less. And, and they do everything. Stuff. Just by the regulations, as opposed to doing it for the right reasons. Say, hey, we don't want to fucking. No, crash they, they would. Train. They would have no one on the train if they could. They probably blame Trump. For it too, like, well, you let us do this, it's all well, your fault. But I would love to hear that. Point out, we had two people in a trainee on a two mile train, that's more than we're supposed to have, right? Supposed to have, not like, hey, what's the real question? How many people should we have on this train? Like, well, that's you're moving, the question. you're moving vinyl chloride on a two mile ah. train, and you're telling me that two people is a lot. <laughs> and a trainee and a trainee too we got one per mile doesn't seem like much to me I mean they probably make a lot of money on vinyl chloride I, I'm only guessing because I'm not an expert unlike everyone else uh, I'm not an expert on railroads and I'm not an expert on balloons <laughs> but balloons were a hell of a lot more fun to talk about sure yes. so Alex Murdoch today did you see him on the stand at all yeah I can't believe he took the stand <laughs> And I can't believe his attorneys wanted him to take the stand because when he takes the stand, even when he's talking to his own attorney, it's, yeah, I lied about this. Yeah, I lied about that because they're getting all the lies out so that the cross-examination doesn't bring them out. Right. Stop so, it up to it now. It's bad. The person that you're supposed to believe did not lie about killing his wife and his son mm -hmm. is telling you about all the other lies 
that he told, well. And then he couldn't stop lying. <laughs> it's funny, at one point they say, and when they, um, and when you, um, when you were caught stealing $11 million <laughs> from your law firm, um, you admitted it, right? He's like, uh, yes, I admitted it to so-and-so, and, yeah, and we had a meeting, and yeah, I told him. Like, he's so honest, because he admitted that he stole all the money? <laughs> right. Stop it up to it now, it's bad. I was assuming that was supposed to be some, like, oh my God, look at how honest he can be. About stealing. After he lies. But there's one big, big problem with this whole thing up front, and that is that he lied to the police the first day, and he continued to lie to the investigators until he was busted. And then he said, oh, I lied because I was nervous because I was on opioids. It's the drug company's fault then. Is he trying to place blame somewhere else? No, it's Trump's because he brought back regulations on the drug companies, right? No, there's there's no there's no presidential argument here. Shit, he's no a bad cry one. face though. That's yeah. for sure. Everybody agrees with bad that. Bad fake cry but face. But how are, are we supposed to believe? And I I don't know. I I tried to think about this. If if you did, if your spouse and your child was murdered, and you came upon them, would you? Lie about anything? No. Because I would not a fucking thing. I'd be inconsolable. I'd be fucking fetal position. On yeah. The- I mean, what's the incentive to lie? But it seems to me if you'll lie about that, then you sure as hell will lie. Because he lied. He said he wasn't at the kennel. No, I wasn't at the kennel, but the phone tells a different story. Yeah. He was there. He was there a couple times. And that's kind of a big deal because it puts him at the murder site. Fucking Papa with his Snapchat. Oh, and that was the other thing today. It was actually trending on Twitter, Paw Paw. It still is. It's one of the top trends in the Wait, U.S. right why? now. Because he calls Paul Paw Paw. So he must be getting paid by the Paw Paw because he keeps saying, <laughs> I told Paw Paw, you know, blah, blah, blah. Every time he refers to her, he refers to Maggie as Mags, which is kind of cool. I got some examples <laughs> here. At that point in time, I knew since I was the person who found Paw Paw and Mags Paw-paw. that I was <laughs> a suspect. And then, uh, we just heard you say, I should have known. What are you referring to? I said, Paul, Paul, I should have known. Paul, Paul got so many threats, didn't take serious. I'm just telling him, Paul, Paul, I should have known. Yeah, because you lied for him. This guy's a lawyer. Paul, Paul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the most esteemed lawyer in South Carolina. Paul, Paul. Well, in that part of South that Carolina, guy? that's a rural area. I mean, in terms of Yeah, but you still have to get a law Charleston, degree. That law firm, Yeah, too. his law firm. His, that law firm has been around forever. Yeah, started by his great-grandfather. It's got a bunch of his relatives in it. They do defense. They do prosecution. They do all of it. They like the make burn. a lot of money. Like and the Bernsteins. Still sounds that dumb. Wow. Well, I got to believe there's well, something up there. There's Paul, a Paul. reason. Like... It was like having Bubba on the stand. I mean, there were so many Southern colloquialisms. I think everyone was a little amused. John Grisham was there, by the way. Really? John Grisham, John Grisham flew in because they said he may be on the stand tomorrow, and John Grisham wanted to be there. So John Grisham was actually in the crowd today. Really? Yeah. Oh. And there were lines miles long to get into this to today, once it was learned that he would testify. Because wow. no one thought he would testify. Because he's lied so many times. How do you think... How is a jury supposed to believe that he didn't kill them when he lied about everything else? They're setting them up to not believe him. He also had a bunch of snot that was just flying all over the place. It was so disgusting. He had sebum in his hair, too. (laughs) 
<laughs> Likely. Ew. Oh, he's full of fluids. Yeah, yeah. that's after he's crying. Yeah, that got oh, on God, his that was gross. I didn't see that. There was, uh, I think it was Daily oh, Mail had a, had a still shot. Like, that was their picture on the front page. Whose <laughs> picture? Wait, I wait. think it was Daily Mail with Doesn't that snot. <laughs> Doesn't that happen when you do a lot of blow? Isn't that a side effect of that? No, he's clean. He's, he's That's coming out of his nose? Yeah, I mean, he looks oh, good. Oh, God. Oh, it's over his yeah. mouth. Oh, guilty. He's trying to you... lick it. Oh, boogers. He didn't want to get it on his expensive suit. When the 911 call started playing, <laughs> and they, they played the whole 911 call. It was pretty long. It's bad. He says at one point... Um, Papa, I should have known. Oh, Jesus. Like he's talking to Papa, who's dead, right, right. with the 911 operator. It's like, dude, why are you talking to Papa with the 911 operator on the phone? Stupid. That's kind of ridiculous. You know he's dead. He can't hear you. And I know what you're doing. Yeah. You're trying yep. to get the 911 operator to say, wait, 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 you knew what? And then he says, Oh, Paul Paul was getting death threats, and you know he goes into this. I don't think when you call nine one one for help, when you find your spouse and child dead, I don't think you go into long explanations as nope. to how you know who did it. You just want them to get the fuck over there. Right. But he's trying to set the table. And when I have heard people on nine one one calls, and you'll hear it frequently, where they tell the nine one one operator something they don't really need to know. Uh-huh. You know, they're fucking guilty. They're it's, they're just trying to get their lie going because mm. they've discovered the person dead. And in his case, when you find your wife dead, you probably did it. And he has a Chances history. Chances are it's like 90%. And Chances he has a history of doing shit like that. Like when Paul, uh, you know, that girl Pop-pop. died. Pop, pop, Yeah, sorry. Papa. When the girl died in the, on the boat and setting up the yep. the attorney. and He went, he was on the scene. He and grandpa his uh, no, wait Paul's a grandpa. <laughs> what do they call grandpa if Paul is papa? Papa, papa. Is it peepa and papa? Well, papa's the son. Yeah, I don't know what they call grandpa. I think they just called him grandpa, actually. Uh, but anyway, grandpa and Alex were on the scene in no time because, of course, Paul mm-hmm. called them right away. Papa. And what they did was they suddenly just declared that we represent all these five people. Uh-huh. We're their lawyers. Which those five people, other than Paul, the other four, they never agreed oh. to have them represent them. And they told them all, by the way, they're, they're cut up. They have broken bones. Right. And they tell them, shut up. Don't say anything. They're getting going into their rooms and telling them not to say anything to the police. Controlling the scene. Uh-huh. And then they plant the seed with the police that Connor was driving. Not Paul, but Connor was driving. To create the illusion that there's confusion over who the driver is because their job is to get Paul off the hook. Meanwhile, Mallory Beach is dead. She's oh. drowned. They just haven't found her body yet. But that's how that's what a fucking piece of shit this guy is. All he cared about was getting Paul out of the driver's seat, which is where he was because he demanded to drive. This uh this documentary, um, Netflix, I think it's called Murder Murders, a Southern Tragedy or something. Hmm. And Mark yesterday said it sucks, but I got an really? email from, from I liked uh, it. I Vicky. Liked it too. By the way, Vicky says that she is nothing without this show in the same way that I am nothing without my orthotics. <laughs> She's nothing. Vickers! And- so anyway, Vickers declared that the Vickers. Netflix documentary was really good, and I thought, okay, who am I going to believe about a television program, Mark or Vickers? And I chose Vicky. Huh? 
Did you watch it? Yeah, it was good. I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, it was a little slow at times and drug out, but at the same time, it was was good. And, you know, I learned a lot. Maybe Mark had already known a ton of this information, but I've never heard directly from all of the surviving people that were in the boat. I've seen them a time or two, but I've never seen an exhaustive conversation with Paul's girlfriend of four years who got the shit beat out of her. Who was way too hot for him. My Paul? She was way too hot for him. She went for the money. She obviously was, she was a sellout. It cost her. (laughs) He beat her up? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was abusive. Paul, Papa, Papa, is the most entitled, privileged prick. Paul, R.I.P. I possibly have ever seen. Possibly ever. He is a piece of shit. Because not only is he... Paul and Max. He's got, you know, cars and boats and does whatever he wants. And, you know, their properties are just playgrounds for hunting and swimming and, you know, whatever the hell you want. ATVs. They've got a a landing strip for a private plane. What about everything? Like compared to the kid who... What what was the... Buster. No, the kid who drove the truck and killed a bunch of people and... Um, oh, that kid. Well, that kid was 16, was <laughs> but he was a piece of shit, too. Um, Paul was not a great student. Paul didn't... Paul never tried saying. to do anything and then complained that he... And then he just does whatever the hell he wants, beats up his girlfriend. And the worst part of the, about the documentary... I mean, it was a good documentary, in my opinion. But the, the toughest part is that they went to this... Um, it's a roast. What is it? An oyster roast? Yeah. Which is a long ride in the boat, a couple hours. Well, you can drive there and probably, I don't know, they didn't, I don't think they said, but struck me as maybe a 30 minute drive or something. But Paul wanted to drive his fancy boat there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's cold out. You and know so why he like, wanted, right? So he could drive. No, because he is a part of the Murdoch family. He knew that there were police roadblocks that night. Oh, that's right. He didn't want to drive drunk because he got busted for drunk. He almost got busted for drunk driving. He knew uh. that that was a night in which the police were going to be performing a bunch of Roadside DUI sobriety. checks. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so he decided, well, I'm going to get around this by taking the boat. Uh, right. Uh, I can drive two things drunk, drunk, my car, hell. or I can drive my boat drunk. Wow. And if I drive my boat drunk, I won't get pulled over by anybody. Yep. So but, uh, uh, when they're leaving the... The uh, the roast, people are saying, you know, Paul's really wasted. Do you want to take an Uber? And they did. They wanted to. And Paul's like, no, no, we're taking the boat. I'm not leaving my boat here. So against their better their my will, boat. all five of them did not want to go on the boat. I don't know why they did. They all regret it terribly. They're uh, driving on the boat. His, his ex-girlfriend, she wasn't even his girlfriend anymore, she's begging him not to drive because he's just zigzagging and being he's an idiot. donuts, it. basically, right? <laughs> Circles. Well, you missed yeah, the just driving like an too, asshole. because after they left the oyster and they're on their way well, back. Well, that that's the other thing they didn't want to do. He wanted to stop at a bar oh, halfway yeah. home. Oh, it's really? freezing out. It's like midnight. And he's like, we're stopping at the bar. And they're like, we don't want to go to the bar. And we're going to the bar. It's my boat. Yeah, they're saying they're, there's no way of stopping Papa once he sets his mind to something. But at that age, you don't think anything's really going to happen. You're afraid, but you're like, oh, I don't think fine. they thought anything would happen, but they all, none of them really wanted him driving. Yep. I mean, there was an argument. He slapped his ex-girlfriend and spit on her, yep. and then he took his pants off. So, I mean, and then the pictures of him in the hospital, he's so fucked up drunk. Yeah. By the time they took his blood, I think they said he had a .24. Wow. He must have been a .3 something. Being a complete that was hours. asshole. That was hours after. Yeah. He's oh. like the only one that's not hurt, basically. Yep. 
And so daddy, you know, he's saying, threats were vile. It's like, you're the one who fucked him over by trying to get him off. And he didn't have to take a proper mug shot. He took a mug shot in regular clothes. I mean, they, I mean, when they got into it really deeply on the dock, which is why I liked it, it turns out these DNR officers, you know, were the ones looking for the dead girl. Mm-hmm. None of them called her parents. Nobody her did. parents were never called by the police because they already knew the Murdoch family was involved. And so, you know, whatever. And what they did find out was the DNR officers and the investigating officers, their phone records showed they're talking to various Murdoch family members constantly. I mean, a couple of them a day for months and months. And they never talked to Mallory Beach's parents. Wow. It's all about the Murdaws. And I just got to the uh, um, the maid that died falling down the stairs, which made uh, Alex Murdoch four million richer. That's another thing he had to testify about right, today. Is that lie? There's so much crazy shit surrounding this family. There's the death of Stephen whatever who got hit by a vehicle. There's a the gay the- guy who they think was... Uh, was uh, doing get, Buster. getting on with Buster, no homo. Yeah. Um, there's the boat <laughs> crash that kills Mallory. There's, of course, the housekeeper that dies. Then there's uh, Mags and Papa that die. And then there's Alec Murdoch who gets shot in the head by Cousin Eddie. I who always we forget talk about to. that. No, is the biggest cluster. It's like a fuck. sitcom. Or it's a, nuts. A true crime and, show. It would and be he, a, a, one of those series like Dallas. Back in the days. You're right. No, it would be. It would be better than what Dallas could it's even come re- up with. When it's real. Just call it Ginger Dallas. <laughs> the Ginger. I just can't get over what a scheming weasel this guy is and how he got away with all this for so long. It's incredible. And then I'm watching Court TV after I'm hearing him talk about lie after lie after lie on the stand. And they're like... Yeah, I, I think it's pretty even. I, I think they're going to be out a long time. I think this jury's going to really have a hard time deciding. Mm. I mean, all they need is one, and, you know, it's, it's this big game to all the courtroom observers and the lawyers. Like, oh, they just got to get one, and they made a great point. And, you know, they Alex did cry when he talked about Buster, and he and Buster were making eye contact. I know the jury was watching. It's like, if he did it, he's still going to act like he didn't do it. It doesn't mean fucking anything. Whether he did it or if he didn't do it, he's going to be maintaining eye contact with his son that's alive because he murdered the other one. He can't look at him. It doesn't. I mean, I hate the way they act as if all that stuff matters. Like, if he did it, he's lying. And so he's acting. And if he didn't do it, he's doing it naturally. But we know he fucking did it. Every bit of evidence says this guy did it. I, I can't believe they had four people who said, oh, I think it's close. And then this one chick finally comes and goes, I think he's guilty as hell. I think he's done. It's the she said, they'll take a few hours, but he is so done. He is so guilty. And I was like, God, thank God. Snapchat. Somebody. The Snapchat is, it's what buries him. The Snapchat buries him. He says yeah, he's he on not, the scene. He was not at the house until this, this time. And then right at 8.15, Paul is doing a Snapchat of the dogs. 8.44. Okay. And you can hear three voices. Paul, Papa. Mags, Maggie, and uh, you can hear a third voice. And everybody that they brought on stage, all the friends, all the people that know him, they're all like, yeah, that's that's Alex's Alex voice. That's his voice. Well, uh, he's fucked. Every people- witness they had, they'd say, hey, by the way, uh, we've been talking to you all about the law. Yeah, listen to this voice on this Snapchat. Uh, do you think that's Alex? And they go, yeah, that's him. Of course that's him. That, that's the nail <laughs> in the coffin. He could Because his entire defense unravels if he was there at that time. 
they did get this. Uh, here's another piece of the testimony today. This is this is the redemptive piece here. How long have you been drug free, opioid free? Five hundred and thirty five days. Oh, shut up. And I'm very proud of that. In spite of murdering my son and my wife and stealing $11 million from my law firm, but I am so proud of my 538 days Throwing the maid down the stairs and stealing her kid's inheritance. No, that was the dogs. The dogs tripped the maid. Oh. Um, Hey, by the way. Are you serious? Does Buster, I mean, if there's anything left of the estate Mm -hmm. once he goes to prison, does Buster inherit it? Yes. Yeah. Do they compensate the maid and... You know, I mean, her, oh, there's a her lot. survivors. There's a lot and, coming, legally speaking, I'm sure. So, they're, yeah, they owe the maid's kids $4 million already. He stole $4 million for the maid's kids. That's why they think that he killed her, because she tripped over the dog and fell down the stairs and died. Okay, that sounds silly enough. Mm-hmm. But then when the next day... What? Alex Murdaugh goes to their kids and says, I'm yeah. so sorry. This is tragic. We, lo- we love Gloria. And you know what? i tell you what. This sounds terrible. But why don't you sue me? Because my homeowner's insurance will pay you guys. And you need, you're going to need something to get. You've lost your mom. And this is terrible. Yeah, like I'm course, helping you out. And so he goes, and I've got a great attorney for you. Who happens to be his college roommate mm. who's on the take, too. And so they go to his friend who sues Alex Murdaugh. The homeowner's insurance pays $4 million. And then the attorney, who's Paul's college friend, says, I've got a great place to invest the money, and it can grow and grow and grow, and then you can start collecting it when you turn 21 or whatever. And it's Alex's the investment company, (laughs) which the name is close to an actual investment company, so you could look at it and think that it's this and it's It's not. It's him. And guess what? The money never goes in there. Oh, no. He takes it. Surprise. And spends it. By the way, why would you even... It's gone. Accept- Just don't worry about it. It's <laughs> why gone. Why would you accept that deal? Because they lost their mother and they needed it then. They don't need it when I, they're 21. Because they need it. he manipulates everyone. Jesus. What it's my money and I need it now. <laughs> I, I could not figure out for the life of me when they're talking about his drug habit and he says... He says, first he detoxed for seven days in Atlanta and went home. This is a guy that does $10,000 of opiates a day. Oh, seven days. Seven so days. Is- seven days, that's all he needed? $10,000. I know there's some people that know what I'm talking about. $10,000 a day. That's incredible. I mean, it's amazing he's alive. And he goes on to say that his law partners, they didn't know. They had no idea Ten, he had a $10, drug problem. $10,000 a day, that's tough not to know. Of course they would know, but he wasn't doing $10,000 a day. That's a lie. He's hiding money. Mm-hmm. But he had to make the drug habit sound so big so it explain all the missing money. So how much do you think he was doing a day? Well, I don't know. I don't Probably know. he was doing opiates, apparently. But how much can you spend? If he's spending $1,000 a day, that's a lot. That's a lot of opiates. Yeah, there's money going somewhere else. Wasn't yeah. Cousin Eddie his dealer, too? Why isn't his cousin Eddie gouging him? Especially <laughs> like, well, well they had a, overcharging was, for opioids. They had a ton of different checks that were made out from Alex to Eddie, and they were all under ten grand, which is somewhere where they can flag it or something right. like that. So he was getting tons of these pills, but uh, like the documentary points out, he had enough to be a mega mega addict for 114 years if he used wow. it all to buy and that, that that's where wow. the money so the money went somewhere else as well um hey brandon go to uh let's see the go to 124 58 125 ish 
because I think they're talking about... Of the court or the dock? The court. And... 120 what? 124, 125, just go around 125. I can't remember if they're talking about drugs there. I think they're still talking about drugs, which was kind of fun. But that whole thing about, <laughs> I'm 538 days uh, drug-free, and I'm so proud of it. It made me think of OJ, you know, about his golf game. I shot a 73. It's like, yeah, you murdered two fucking people, you asshole. Who cares about your about golf that. game? you got to take the win on something. I know, but yeah, it was he's got to celebrate the small victory. It was just obnoxious how much he talked about his golf game, how great his golf game. Yeah, but you murdered two. You murdered your wife. You left your kids motherless, well, and you killed that, that waiter too. I, I just can't help but think somehow this guy, people like this, get off all the fucking time. They do. You're right. As long as I can remember. Oh, how long he's doing drugs? How long have you been drug free, opioid free? Five hundred and thirty-five days. That's smart. Proud, proud of that. Fake, fake. <laughs> yeah, I've only murdered two people, stole eleven million dollars, so but I'm really proud of being drug free. About Labor Day weekend, twenty twenty-one. in front of him right now. See what he okay. does. Do you remember being confronted by your law firm? Sure, I did. And what were you confronted about? Stealing money. And did you admit your? Misconduct to your law partners? Well, to one of my law partners and one of my and my brother and my law partner, uh, Danny. God, he's so honest. He admitted um, it. Yeah, I mean, this is kangaroo court. But they're talking about what he stole. I mean, it's not that honest. Did you? You admit to the fake forge account? Yes, <laughs> I did. This is county forged. Yeah, he's so honest. He admitted it. Did you? Tell him about your opioid struggles, opioid addiction. I told him about my addiction, yes, sir. Um, to your knowledge, were any so honest about his lies? Isn't that great? Yeah. Not just to my yes. knowledge. I'm, I'm certain that they were not aware of my addiction. Oh, come on, really? How would you char characterize your your opioid use or addiction? Severe, moderate? Uh, yes, say severe. He has to say it. No, in tw in 2020, Now? I thought you were drug-free for 538 days, you idiot. Then, after going to rehab and learning um, more of the things I've learned, um, really talking to addicts about experiences, I mean, I, I will tell you that my addiction was extremely, extremely bad. How were you able to function? Or were you able to function? You know, there's no way you could function. Yes, I was able to function. On $10,000 of opiates a day. Law? <laughs> yes. And were you successful practicing law yeah, while you were addicted to opioids? <laughs> I, I, on some level, yes, sir. I was successful. Except for the stealing $11 million from my law firm and forging <laughs> accounts and stealing money from the, my uh, housekeeper's uh, kids. Weekend, that's not successful. Did you resign or... Were you forced to resign from a law firm? Absolutely. What, what jury is going to see this going, oh, yeah, he's got quite a character. <laughs> and then on... Um, Look at him just telling the truth, telling the truth, telling the truth. That's, Saturday, that's what they're trying September to... The that's what they're suggesting. Oh, yeah. I was yelling at the analysts, too. Saturday, September 4th. I'm so yes, mad at the analysts. And what, what happened? Start when I woke up. Well, let's 
start after you met with Chris Wilson? Did you meet with Chris Wilson? I met with Chris Wilson at my Okay, this is a little complicated. We can cut it off here. What was it that made you want to lie? (laughs) My favorite Sophia with an F question. She made it up as she went along. (laughs) That's the defense then. That's the defense. So prosecution yeah. tomorrow? That's the point was, and, and the analysts are actually describing this. They're like, what they're trying to do is they're trying to take away the prosecution's ability oh, to right. uh, to bring up these crimes, and they're mollifying them or they're they're lessening them by pointing out how honest he was about his crimes and about his addiction. I'm like, no, that is not honest. He's busted. He's totally busted. What, because he didn't lie one more time? He stole $11 million. Shut up. And he only was honest maybe to one person, not to everyone. I, he I was think, still trying to trying to keep some people uh, out of the know. I think they're going to have some additional witnesses who are going to point out that he was not really that forthcoming right away. Yep. Um, they tried to make this $800,000 check go away that this um, assistant testified that he hid an $800,000 check and put it in his own account and they're trying to make that go away by saying that, uh, oh, yeah, I didn't know where that check was. And uh, uh, it was uh, it was in an account. Chris knew about that. And uh, I, I didn't even think it was a big deal. And the, the only reason he was telling the truth to anyone is so they could help him get out of it. Yeah, of course. Like, oh, I'm going to tell my brother this. So I just don't know how you can lie so much and actually talk, spend hours talking about your lie after lie after lie and expect them to let you off on this on the two murders. He's always he's always lied and somehow gotten out of it. That's that's where he's he still has a confidence that he's going to be able to get out of this. Well, the um, it's a big one. The though. people that were threatening Paul, 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 Paul. Sorry. I think those were your standard trolls. I don't think there was really any great conspiracy to murder Paul. Nope. They have found nothing in that respect. He is by far the best suspect. They identified him very quickly. Paul, and Paul. Because he lied about where he was, how long he was at his mother's house. He Paul, said Paul. he was there 45 minutes. He was there 20 minutes. The car proves it. The GPS proves it. Changed clothes. He also told he <laughs> The tarp. Which he still says isn't his. Yeah. Uh, but would you believe anything he says? And then the person who takes care of his mother said, no, nah, he really didn't come at night very often. And he was only there 20 minutes, although he came back two days later and said, I was here 45 minutes and I'm going to pay for your wedding. Yeah. Well, why is he going to pay for a wedding? He never offered to pay for a wedding before. Why does he suddenly want to pay for her wedding? Because he can pay his way or talk his way out of everything. And he's trying to do it one more time. Mm-hmm. This would be his grand finale. But I don't know. I, I got to tell you, if he's found not guilty of these murders, I'm going to be absolutely shocked. Do you? Th- I mean, I do you think toast. there's any way he can get off this I, thing? No, absolutely not. But he'll be sued civilly then, and they'll still take everything. Uh, the only thing that maybe like, is, is okay. if, if they somehow get one maverick juror, which... Um, you know, they were explaining that that's probably the strategy is, you know, they know these jurors very well. Right. And they're probably pinpointing just a couple or three and hoping they can just get Turn that them. one yeah. idiot to <laughs> say to he didn't the do whole it. Thing. Yep. But then you got a hung jury so they can try him again. And then what happens with a lot of people like him is they start running out of money. Right. I mean, he already owes a zillion dollars to a zillion people. I'm not sure. They have a lot of property. They have a lot of things that are worth money. I I'm sure the next trial, 
he will not have the luxury of all the attorneys that he has now. Mm. So, and, I, and I can't believe they won't try him again either. I in the cannot interim, believe that. Would he be free to go? He's, no, he wouldn't be. No, still I don't in think so. Prison, would he? Although I tell you, I'm I cannot believe the people that get bail nowadays. Right. And the guy that on celebrity by uh, or fame by death by no oh, death by celebrity. Death, that sounds right. Death yeah. <laughs> Uh, on uh, Death ID by channel, fame. Death by Fame. Death by, by fame. fame. The guy that was in the High Fives, who you know had this career that was really brief, and then he quit because he's a baby, and he's <laughs> High five. dating this girl who's 15 years younger. She's 18. He's 33, and he's driving a new Lincoln Continental. And she thinks he's such a hot shot, right? Because he says he is, but then it turns out, oh, he doesn't have any money after all, and she has to strip to pay all their bills because she's super hot, and then he murders her, stabs her. You know, dozens of times, and she's got blunt force trauma. He left the murder weapons at the site with the two kids, by the way. And that fucking guy gets a $100,000 bail. He gets bailed out, and he gets the kids because his mother got the kids, and he lived with his mother. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Just like the guy guy in Oakland who has admitted he murdered three people in 48 hours. He murdered three people. And they go, you know, we're just going to blow off the first two. You're going to plead to the third, and we're going to give you 15 years, Fuck. which may end up being just a couple more years than time served. And, oh, by the way, they think he probably murdered two more, and there's two other people he shot that lived. So that didn't and happen. That wasn't DA, like, did the DA make that official? Yeah, I know the judge was. No, the was... DA came up with the plea that his attorneys agreed to, and now the judge got the plea and said, I've never seen a plea this fucking nuts i gotta think about this but in most cases the plea is accepted by the judge and they think that the judge will accept this plea oh and the judge the problem is the judge said you're suggesting that this person has shown all kinds of remorse i haven't seen any remorse how could you let a guy he shot five people and killed three and he has no remorse how could you want why would you even want to make a plea I don't, I don't know. Besides which, remorse is so easy if you're a good actor. <laughs> but he doesn't want, like Kwame Kilpatrick never showed remorse. Wouldn't you think Kwame Patrick would have shown remorse just to get out of it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he thought being a minister was <laughs> the key yeah. to that. Maybe. I want to tell you, Detroit, <laughs> that you done set me up for a comeback. Um, yesterday, uh, I saw Brandon was looking at some stuff online. It was actually... Somebody who we spent a lot of time talking about on the old WRIF show uh, from Family by the Ton on oh, TLC. Yeah. And they'd have, you know, family like three people and they weigh a ton all together. <laughs> yes. I love that title. <laughs> and Family by the Ton was a great show. We loved that show. And my favorite part was when that doctor with the fuzzy dark hair. Remember that guy with the glasses? Doctor yeah, No? Yep. Yeah. And he would get these really it's super tight relationships. Doctor. He was a therapist, and they would have yeah, that guy. the most strictest diets to get these people thin enough so that he could then do the surgery to lap make band. their stomach smaller or lap band or whatever. Yeah. And my favorite—it's terrible. I'm a terrible person. My favorite part was when, like, this lady went from, oh, my God, she went from 590 to 560. We've got to get her down to 440 to do the surgery. I won't do it at one pound over 440. And she's at like 490. And then um, she comes in. He's like, so, uh, you know, how are you doing with the diet? Oh, I'm doing great. Have you cheated on the diet? No, not at all. I've been been exercising, too. And they get on the scales like 532. (laughs) It's just water weight. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it turns out she's been on a McDonald's bender. Of course. And this guy, Casey King, um, when the show that we looked at on the air, this guy played video games all day. Yeah. He weighed. What else is he going to do? He weighed 800 pounds. No, his life, I kind of admired him, actually. He <laughs> loved video games. He loved nothing more than playing video games. And so the problem was um, clothes made him really uncomfortable because he was so fat. So all he had was a comfort towel. He was nude, playing video games in the nude oh with a comfort God. towel over a giant comfort towel. I remember when we were watching one of the scenes. <laughs> when he got the McDonald's? It. His dad comes in with the McDonald's, and it's literally like six burgers and 20. It's like five bags. Yeah, it was, it was so much food, <laughs> and he's handing it out, and the kid goes through it, and he goes, that looks like they forgot your uh, hamburger, so I guess you ain't eating. Oh, <laughs> the father, oh, the father got like fucking bags. The father got like a Big Mac, fries, and a Coke, and they were short one one burger. And he's like, "Yeah, I guess you're short a burger, Dad. Sorry." Yep. And he, meanwhile, he's got like eight burgers. His dad's oh trying everything for him. He puts a he puts a, a basketball hoop in the yard. Maybe he'll start playing when he needs to. Oh bullshit! He gets know, in a like, trough. Dad, I can't even walk. How am I going to play basketball? He's like mad at his dad for putting the hoop up. Oh my god! He was abusing his dad by That's gaining abusive. more weight. His he was dad so bathed abusive. him. He Jesus. bathed him. Yeah, with a hose. dad. With a hose. Brandon, what was that thing they had on the side porch where, which was where he bathed? He would it bathe was, like once a week. They would somehow get him out into that like thing. an animal. So trough. gross. It's a, yeah. It's it was a big trough. It was it was a giant that that what's what's that like a steel trough? Yeah. And there he is. Oh my god. See, he's barely towel. got the comfort towel over his crotch, barely. Well, he can't oh, even there he see is anything. Too. And his dad would help him into that trough and then his dad pours water over him. Look at how much oh, he has his dad is heating up to f- water on the stove. Okay. He has to fill it. Yeah, I'll just yep. wait until you get back out. Oh my god. 707 pounds. No, he's pretty svelte there because he got up to 875. Oh, my God. Paul Paul Mollive. He's outside this trough currently. Where's his shot? I cannot physically bathe in a sit-down bathtub or stand-up shower area. His boobs are, like, coming out of his armpit. I know. That's really not a good look. Because I'm a bigger guy with, like, folded guy. I have to move around. Like almost like a pig what is he in doing a way there? and wallow and I think roll he's, over. Think he's playing with his like genitals. My leg. I have to lift up literal. It's one of the like, only times you can get to his wiener. It's just a super difficult process. You can never <laughs> get to his wiener. I had you in one inner ear and him in the other saying he had to like, lift yeah, up. I couldn't get up. I sat in there for like There's a lot of folds to get hours. under. <laughs> just couldn't get up. And I can't ask my dad to get me up. Oh, really? And we were like, I was like, Dad, I just, can't I'm afraid to get back in there again. He's like, well, I got this thing I can buy. Yeah, Dad's a problem solver. I mean, Dad is really... He gets old. He gets How old. devoted he is. I get tired of it. Dad's a little bit of an enabler. He's not. Hey, this guy's he's, a redhead, he, too. He's just there. He's Aww. just there. Aww. And I wait on him hand and foot, and Aww. I shouldn't do it, but I do. Aww, poor guy. Whew. I know, the kid gets pissed at his dad, too. Son. And I feel obligated to wait on him. I, I, I shouldn't feel that way. Oh, dude. I wished I didn't. He didn't even I look like he got his I hair did. wet before he put the shampoo in. No, he really didn't. Oh, my God, he's it's terrifying. His head is way bigger than fat bastards. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Me and my dad's relationship is uh, it's kind of touch and go. Like, sometimes we'll have great moments yeah, together. Yeah, you're an asshole. And then recently, in these past like years, there's a lot of like negativity and <laughs> anger like and frustration. Burger King cup pouring but water now on his head. I'm at a size to where I need him to help me do things that just 
no parent wants to be doing when you're in your th uh, you know 30s yeah, or whatever. So why is it touch and go, you idiot? Just pour it on my head. On your head? Yeah. All right. You should be kissing your dad's Check ass. Check it out, make sure. You're gonna go. Ugh. Yeah, just pour it on my head. All right, slowly. On back. Oh god. Yeah. It's like Jabba the Hutt. You're not being bossed around by a 700-pound guy yeah. who can't move. Just. He has to wipe his butt. Yes, he cannot reach. I his can't butt reach everything me. on my back, and I can't reach everything below me. So, you know, it's whatever. Oh, it's whatever, Dad. Come wipe my ass. So, yeah, that's, that's not whatever. That's you're too fucking fat. So he's lost all of the weight. He Look at his body now. He lost six hundred pounds. Oh my god, he's still nude. I'd Look rather at be all fat. that skin. I'd rather. I be thought fat. he was Jim. wearing a, a garment. Jim, I was attracted I know, I to his too. belly button because his whole Where is his whole stomach looks like a vagina. Oh, oh, it does. Okay. <laughs> What, what do they do with that skin? Oh, Dr. Roche can help him. Does Dr. Roche do that? I, I, That's pretty complicated. I think he could. He seems like he can can't do that. I wouldn't put it past him. But Cut it off. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you'd have, they have to, I think, remove a lot of that. And hey, then props to him for losing the weight, but now you got to figure out what you're going to do with that extra oh, skin. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. Go back to your stomach. Oh, oh. It's like a butt shit. at the bottom. Oh, my God. Oh, there's abscesses in there. Ew. Ew, it's almost Wait, hanging to his knees. Is that his, is that his belly button? Right here is, is his <laughs> belly button. <laughs> I thought that was a scrotum for a second. No. <laughs> that's fat. But that's what his scrotum looks that's like. from his stomach. Look probably. at him, though. He looks fat. If it, when, he, when he tucks the skin away now, he looks fantastic. He does. He really He's does. He's a new man. He's he got a babe. No homo. No, he can't just get a baby. He has to take care of his dad now. Yeah, he has oh, fuck to his dad, Trudy. It's his dad's job foot. to take care of him at all times. Oh, my God. Ew. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's skin. like elephant Ooh. skin. Oh, boy. Wow. But he's happy. Oh. Oh, even his legs. Trudy, like, would you swipe right on that guy? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> the new guy. No. Oh, he's got lumps. <laughs> Come on. Why? Just because he was overweight oh. and he has, he has extra skin? I don't want to interrupt his uh, video game plan. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's got a big dick. I'm sure he's going back to that. Oh, <laughs> is it still there? I mean, because don't they atrophy like oh. at a certain point? Well, if you don't use them at all, that's not good. Yeah, fall off. Or... No, props for changing his life, though. Sure. He's still got a long ways to go. Who's that woman in the picture? Well, he doesn't really. He doesn't have any weight to lose now. It's <laughs> well, just figuring out what to do with all that extra Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> do we know if he has a new girlfriend? Oh, my God. Right? Oh, gross. I don't have any information what, what is, on um, so he, girlfriend. Well, he works at Home Depot? He got a job. He did. That's good. He's down to two fifty five from eight seventy five. He's got forty thousand followers on Instagram. He's becoming a. Uh, an oh my God! An influencer. 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 That's a perfect job. He can gain the weight back and he still make money. I don't post about my job too much, but I've been doing pretty good lately, and I'm just so behind on posting random stuff. So here's a picture of me at Home Depot in the bathroom. Here's a selfie. I wonder if he makes. Sounds like male Britney. Does well. he have ads on his Instagram? Oh my God, this guy's an influencer. That's hilarious. I don't see any ads, no. But if you want to talk about really crazy, chaotic Instagram posts, there was one that was posted today by <gasps> a famous celebrity. You might Ooh. know her name as River Red, and that's what she goes by. They said something doesn't mean it has to be printed. You don't circulate stories that are mean and unkind about people. There are too many other stories to put in, nice stories. But Paul, when we put in the nice kind of stories, nobody wanted to buy the paper. <laughs> Well, just because. Okay, so that was a clip that she posted. Britney Spears has posted a clip from the Andy Griffith Show with the caption. <coughs> <coughs> the 
constant lies from the media and TMZ have felt like borderline harassment. It's extremely disturbing due to the fact of how incredibly important it is at this time in my life to be supported and respected. Also, the way the news has always spread lies about me is heartbreaking. I meditate over it and hope in the excitement for my future. I've transformed my whole life with the elimination of the conservatorship, and I deserve respect. It's almost embarrassing <laughs> commenting on this because of how completely outrageous what's being said. It's my right to protect myself from the cruelty of the outside world. Here is Andy Griffith explaining. So she's pissed off at TMZ and the media because apparently all this stuff is fake. There was never an intervention. She's totally fine. Oh, there wasn't? No, oh, there was an attempted intervention. Nuh-uh. It did not take place. Because <laughs> Sam told on the intervention. That was the end of the oh, intervention. Sam I fucked it I up. Know. Well, you know, he had a lot of money at stake. There's no kid. Do you think he's regretting that decision now? Fuck yeah, because he's he has to deal with all that misery of that beast. Can you imagine how much she's screaming about this? She is a beast, just constantly too. Sam's sitting there trying to watch TV, and <laughs> she's just bitching and we're spinning. It's funny, you know, all the media's lies. The media was free Britney, free Britney, free Britney. Oh my God, isn't it great? She's free of this horrible conservatorship. That's what the narrative of the media was. Mm. Yeah. Nobody questioned this. Completely positive. And a lot on of people t- bought into it. Yeah, because they're stupid fans. Oh, our fans, they know the truth. <laughs> what her fans well, know? They don't know shit. They don't know anything. <laughs> Plus, she can say anything and her fans believe it. My sister, they all had Christina Aguilera haircuts when I went home when they were 11. They just did it to troll me. <laughs> she complained about something that happened when her sister was 11. I mean, she's nuts. Fucked up. And how old is she now? She's like 41. 41. Recalling something, you know, almost 30 years ago. Yeah, she and blames. still blaming her. She blames her entire family for everything. She takes responsibility for nothing. And she goes from acting like, you know, she's this in-charge person who recognizes all these horrific things going on to, oh, my God, I couldn't do anything. They just put me in this conservatorship. I had no choice. They tied me up and turned me into it. They trafficked me. It made me strip tease all the time or strip down all the time. Does anyone believe that she doesn't have the ability to no, all of bitch it. on behalf of herself? <laughs> I mean, when that was going on, do people really think that she just went, oh my God, I'm in a conservatorship. There's nothing I can do. Oh, I have no choice. I can't drive a car. I can't have sex. They held me, me down on a gurner. They're making me do. <laughs> <laughs> they're making me do concerts, but I don't want to play song number three tonight, but they're making me. They held me down on a gurner. They held me down on a gurner. The set list. This is terrible. What a, oh, she's. Uh, you cannot make someone do a concert. That's not possible. <laughs> oh. And jam an ID in her, all of it. She's such a train wreck. She's Nut. Delusional. And Fuck you. Gonna, <laughs> it's just going to come around to another conservatorship. Nuh-uh. Right? For a 41-year-old. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, Brittany. Can she, conservatorship. at 41 years old, can they really do that? No. Will they go back on it? Yeah, they can. If you are an adult and you can't take care of yourself properly, there are judges who will then go, yeah, that's what she needs. Leave Britney Spears alone right now. What they're going to have to do is going to have to prove that she's not taking her meds and that she's taking 
her own meds, which is what it sounds like she's doing. They literally killed me. She just pulled a bait and switch on the meds. That's all. They literally killed me. Are they prescribed to her? Can she use her depression meds? Or I'm saying Adderall? No. What makes her spin like that? I like that. (laughs) Adderall? It It sounds like she loves uppers. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Because. The way it's being described, oh my God, TMZ really went off on her yesterday. Really? Just, yeah. That's why she made the post, because That's, for once they actually went against her. Well, what I was talking about was how TMZ, all this time, is like, free Britney! Oh, for a long Britney, time. And Jamie's so horrible. Jamie's terrible. I can't believe Jamie enslaved her. She was sexually trafficked. They acted like everything she said was true. Jamie Spears is a dick. And then what happened was everybody started noticing that yeah, she's starting to sound pretty fucking nuts. <laughs> and then they got an exclusive from somebody inside, like her attorney or somebody, that she's requires an intervention, she's not okay, and that she is taking I don't know if they mentioned Adderall by name, but they made it pretty clear she likes taking uppers and that she'll be up for days That's and then she yells good. at everyone and she's angry and she's crazy mad and she my dad needs to be in jail for the rest of his life um the way the guy described it was there's nothing worse than a depressed person who stays up for hours and hours and hours on end irritability they're they're tired and they're angry right and so she just would lash out at everyone which is sleepy that's what she'd been doing (laughs) she's been lashing i mean what has she been doing besides lashing out spinning once in a while but she was spinning. When people were saying free Britney, she was spinning. It was pretty obvious. She was uh, so sleepy. Well, I mean, I don't think we had a hard time no, seeing what was going was... on. She was using her fans to get her out of fucking conservatorship. Fuck. I don't even know if she was. I think her fans are just doing it on their own, too, at times. And her dad, her dad knew the score. So what happened was the whole world turned on her dad. I mean, her dad was getting death threats. Her dad's still okay, getting burns death threats. Hell. Everyone is still all over her dad. He stole all this money, blah, blah, blah. And then um, when they started going after them for money, they weren't winning because every time the court would say, that was approved by the court. He doesn't get any money. So they finally said, after claiming that Jamie Spears stole $10 million or something, I don't remember what the amount was, they offered to settle for four million, and Jamie's attorney said, "Fuck you! We don't owe you anything." <laughs> and that's the last I heard about that. Yeah, that's cool. Good for him. Well, except that he's been run through the ringer. Yeah, he still is being run through the ringer. Yeah, but I think when when the whole free Britney thing happened, and remember the documentaries that were done, right? Sympathetic. The New York Times did a documentary about how, oh my God, Britney needs to be freed, and Justin Timberlake needs to apologize to her, and Diane Sawyer should apologize to her, and you know all this lunacy. And um, I think Jamie Spears just said, "Okay, you want her free? She's all yours." Oh, because remember when he just it. suddenly gave up? Because at first he was like, "Hey, wait a second, you don't understand," and then he just gave up. I think he knew what was going to happen. Sure. I mean... He didn't have the energy to fight anymore. Just fine, fuck it. He, he probably went through it, like, all the time, constantly, because she she has to sort of rope-a-dope, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he, mania. I'm not sure how many people know, but uh, he had to monitor every visit with her children for years. 
It was only in the last couple years that she was allowed to spend time with her kids without Jamie Spears present, and that was because one of the kids locked themselves in their room and wouldn't come out, and after, I think it was four or five hours, Jamie Spears took the door down and went in and allegedly shook the kid, went, hey, what are you doing? You can't do that. And so the kids then suddenly said, Jamie, Jamie shook. Is that Brat's name? Oh, um, Jaden or... Oh, Sean Preston. Sean, Sean Preston. Preston. <laughs> Jamie shook Sean Preston. And, and Brittany, of course, piled on, my dad shook Sean Preston. <laughs> and so he was no longer allowed to see the kids. For, but I yet thought, she is. Yeah, she, she, well, <laughs> they don't see her anymore. They hate her. They can't stand her. How long? Uh, they, haven't seen, they haven't seen her in months and months and months. months. Okay, right. Because they hadn't, remember, they hadn't seen her in months. And she said, my kids won't see me. And so, uh, what's his name? Federline. <laughs> One of the kids put the tapes they had made of her yelling yep. at them yep. on Instagram. Nuts. And then, of course, they said, well, that's terrible. How dare they do that? That was a private conversation. As if Brittany doesn't spill private shit all the time. <laughs> no that shit. isn't true. <laughs> I mean, it's really funny that she says, lies. How can they say these lies? And like, she lies all the time. She makes shit up. That was a, and I love you, K-Fed. That was a really awkward conversation, too, listening to her in the car oh, with them. That was horrible. Wow. Yep. I mean, to me, that was like, oh, my God, a nutty, angry Britney Spears demanding respect. Yeah. And she, I don't remember what the one was over. She wanted to put something in his hair before bed or something. He's like, Mom, I just want to go to bed. Oh, yeah. He and then she starts yelling at him. Conditioner or something like Some that. lotion on him or something. Yeah, lotion. So after that, when she said, well, fuck you, you're wrong, then... That's how you talk to kids. The next, I know, <laughs> the next interaction was Brittany crying that she never sees him, and then they said, well, we're kind of embarrassed because she's nude on Instagram, and we get ragged about it at school, and I wish she would stop doing that. And, of course, she and Sam said, I'm free for the first time, I'm expressing myself. I'm no more nude than all these other people are. You're wrong, again. But you have kids you have to take care of, and you can't just do that. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, their embarrassment it matters nothing compared to her need to be nude and free. So um, that's when, I, that was the final straw. I just, they just said, forget it. You're not, not going to go see her. They don't have to go see her. They're old enough. They're like <laughs> 16, Let 17. Alone. If you zoom in on her face, you can see that she's got some zits. So there was a... <laughs> There was a, a weird, um, a big survey of Gen Zs. I'm not sure all these people are Gen Zs, 18 to 29-year-olds. And the way they couched it was that 63% of men in their 20s are single, which is double females in their 20s. 34% of females in their 20s are single. So this, of course, what? why are all so many more men than women single in their 20s? What's going on? How do you define a man or a woman? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's funny you asked that because there was another survey that came out oh. the other day that said 20% of Gen Z does not identify as heterosexual. 20%. 20? That's fucking... And the amount... Wow. Lila! The amount that was gay or bisexual was like 7%. So I, I don't know what that means. I'd love to, to like... Take that 7% and f see where, where their sexual orientation is or how they identify 10 years from now. Yeah. Let's see how well, much Well, how about the other 13% sticks. 
Well, they're, those are probably pansexual people who are like, I identify as a pansexual because I love everyone. Yeah. Um, the number was far higher than any other generation. Well, yeah. And so, <laughs> I assume so. Um, some people were trying to say that, well, that's because they pr- are proud to announce what they are, whereas all you other generations are liars and you don't like saying it, but... but there were other people who were saying, no, honestly, Lila, shut up. I was even okay. trying to get her. <laughs> Across the board, people are declaring their sexuality. It's not something a 50-year-old is too ashamed to do. No. but They're why being encouraged does, to do it. I'm does, sure there's less. Well, but. there's the problem. Like, why do you even have to announce it? Like, it's yeah. like people feel like there's this need to... I don't know Wear why. it on their, like, shirt, you know? Yeah, like, I, I, you know, as much as, you know, and I, and I understand when people say this, that, hey, you know, being gay is a small part of who I am, and yet there's other people who are like, I'm now declaring myself as such, and my pronouns are, you know, like Demi Lovato, who changes her pronouns. Yeah. I'm feeling more feminine now. I'm going with she, them, or she, they. <laughs> So what? fucked, and everyone has to remember what she is at that time. That's like Drew. You change your name to Bill, then you're Tom, and oh. everyone has to fucking remember it. <laughs> That'd be easier to remember. Do you remember the the teacher in Canada who has yep. the giant prosthetic boobs? <laughs> yes. I mean, they're like the biggest boobs ever. I personally, I couldn't believe the school system let this go on. It just seemed like a troll. No, and if you're gonna do that, you better wear a muumu, something to cover up, so kids cannot see that. Well, now they can't tell her what to wear. So anyway, did uh, you see the recent story about her? There's been a lot of recent stories. No. The recent story is that she doesn't wear those giant prosthetics when she's at home. Oh, she's well, only at school. Her neighbors say, no, she doesn't. That's not something she does in her normal life. She's she does that a, at school. She's, de- de- she's a demonstrative. Um, that's- Thanks a lot, Trudeau. <laughs> Wait, now she spectacularly claims they're real? What? what was no. that? There was also there was also a story about her going skydiving, which was pretty freaking crazy. Because oh, she's gross. Ugh. What is up with her face? Well, what do you mean? What's up um, with her face? Or, you know, and on pronouns, who's the actor that was in all the trouble? Who is pansexual or yep. some kind of sexual? Uh, he's a, he's going to be the Flash. Yeah, what's his name? God. Um, it begins with an E. Ezra Miller. Ezra. Okay, I just read about him, and his friends were quoted in the story as saying that, because he changes his pronouns too and makes a big deal of it, and in fact, when, I don't remember who it was, but some publication mispronounced him. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think it was the same publication, but it was based on that story. Someone interviewed friends of his who said that he doesn't tell us to call him to use pronouns he doesn't care. But he does it. He does publicly, but he doesn't really in his regular life. God, that's fucked up. Like, the mindset, like, to, to live that way just sounds so insane to me. I think it's power. I mean, it's power to be able to go, hey, uh, the New York Post mis, you know, mispronounced me or whatever. And then they go, oh, my God, we're so sorry. Oh. He gets I, a high off of that. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a power thing. Yeah. I mean, not in all cases, it's but in some seat. cases, I, and I, I wonder about this, this 20% of Gen Z is suddenly not heterosexual. I don't know if it's true. That's fine. I don't care. I just don't care. It means nothing to me. It makes no difference in my life. 
I'm not sure I believe it. Those boobs, those boobs from that Canada teacher can't be real, number one, because like you said, like here, here's pictures that the neighbors are taking of him. That's him not at school. As or a her, dude. Whatever. What? It's crazy. Well, I think the neighbors, um, <laughs> the way I understood, look at that. It's ridiculous. Look how skinny his butt looks. Or her well, butt. The neighbors, Again, whatever. The neighbors finally put together that their neighbor was that person they didn't in even those know. stories about the school. They didn't realize it was the same person. And when they found out, they were angry. Was he, she, he, she strap him on at work or in, in the teacher lounge or... You're that person at work only that just seems so fucked up that yeah. that's allowed. And, and in front of kids, influencing kids. It's, I think that it's like trolling your bosses. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah it laws. is. It is. And your bosses support you. Her bosses support her. And taking so advantage. You can't tell her not to do that. Taking advantage of people's ability to do that. Like, oh, you can dress however you want. Well, fine. I'm going to dress like this at school. I'm telling you that these are these are the dumb wedge issues that'll be a big deal. But these, but to be honest, because it matters well, nothing to any of I us. Said but I said it'll be a wedge issue. I feel like this stuff really isn't that common. But then you say twenty percent of kids. I don't know what to make of it. I was more interested in the other story, really. That um, why would so many single. men, more than women, be single? Because this number isn't always equal, but it's usually you know within reason. Like one gender is more single than the other, but to have 63% versus 34%. And the way they explained it was. <laughs> they're just fucking. Porn. Oh, really? A lot so of these guys not... just don't feel. I don't need a girlfriend. Hey, man. Got a big box of porn for you. <laughs> I mean, these are guys who grew up looking at porn when they were 12. I looked at porn when I was 12. I still wanted a girlfriend. Why did you have a phone? No, there was computer. There oh, was, yeah, you had a computer. Oh, or, or even going over John and Josh Pate's house, and their brother had <laughs> penthouse under, under the... Uh, Can we call Mrs. Pate's? Uh, X2. Can we call Mrs. Pate's and ask if this was okay? Red 2. <laughs> I don't think Miss Pate wants to know. <laughs> he had an older brother that we used to go... I remember them going outside to play, and I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I know. If, if there the weren't older brothers around, can you imagine the malarkey that would be missing in the world without older brothers? But I'd see that like once a year, twice a year, right? It's like, oh shit, I'm going over the pates. Well, you know, naturally they blame COVID and porn. And also they said um, a lot of, and this wasn't scientific, but they said they believe it has a lot to do with women dating each other. Oh, come on. Really? really? So it's... I don't know. A trinity of 20% but... are not heterosexual, and I don't know what the numbers are for females. Oh, there's a lot of weird things going on with women. Do you know that you Gen, Z, <laughs> Gen Z women are making more than Gen Z men? Really? They're going to college more. They're graduating college more. That's the other thing they mentioned, is that women who feel left out. Oh, that's bullshit. For example, if you look at the African-American community, the number of women going to college is wildly higher than the men. Huh. And they said, a lot of the African-American women are saying, I'm not going out with someone who is not a college graduate. I want to date a professional. So I think a lot of these people are dating older guys yeah. because they're like, no. if I can't find somebody in my immediate range that doesn't meet my standards, quote unquote. I mean, they use the word standards. I don't yes. listen to women yelling. I tell them to shut up. Then they'll go outside their of their, or, you know, the dating apps too. Dating apps are a big, yep. big part. I mean, these people don't seem to meet each other in real life. They meet them online. And then they just hook up and never talk again. Or maybe hook up a couple more times, but there's not that relationship. You guys want to hear a joke? Why do women have boobs? 
So you got something to look at while you're talking to him. (laughs) 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 All right. Huh. Is porn... Uh, also, twenty. They said twenty-five percent of Gen Z men do not want an exclusive dating arrangement. What? They don't want one person. They're well, too happy well, being free. That. Well, you get to have a girlfriend, then you cheat on her. Well, I don't That's think they, usually I don't, happens. I don't think they want the. I don't think they want that the quote unquote headache of having a girlfriend. They like the freedom of. I date whoever I want. Why does he get a girlfriend and not me? You can be on dating apps and meet new people all the time. There's not, you know, if you think about it, people used to be pretty limited to what their environment was, but now you've got dating apps where you can meet, you know, if you're, hey, I'm in Detroit for the weekend. Think I'll update my dating app and see who wants to date me in Detroit. You can go on Tinder. Have you heard of this? There's a Tinder. You go beep, boop, pop, and there's pussy. (laughs) Matt's, Matt's buddy was in town. And so they were just having a ball looking at all the people who swiped on him here. Mm, really? And then they went out drinking and they were calling people and going, hey, come on over. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's kind of silly. But I mean, that's how easy it is, but it's really not that easy because I think a lot of those things don't pan out so well. No, and people are You don't crazy. have anything in common like, with them. You don't know them well, at you, all. You, even like back 20 years ago, you'd, Meet someone and you'd hook up, but then you'd find, oh, they're crazy. I'm out of here. But you found no, them. We had somewhere. that same experience. By Correct. The way. We, I mean, at least you, exactly. had a, you had a conversation before you were actually a, dating. Correct. You just like to hit and quit it, huh? That's how you roll? <laughs> you'd meet them at a bar. You'd meet them at school. You'd meet them wherever. Yeah, or, you know, people meet in church. People meet in a million places, but now they meet online. I was always. Looking around in church. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that girl's here again. Never talked to him. But. Did uh, did you guys hear about Adam Levine? No. What happened with him now? Is he, uh, okay, he trolling thought, some other woman? No. Not this time. He maybe might have been trying to by purchasing a vehicle they only made 25 of in the world. The 1971 Maserati. There's a certain model... They only made 25 of them, and Adam Levine made a deal for $950,000 oh. for a two-door car. A very was rare allegedly car. allegedly a Maserati. Yeah, they only made 25. 25, okay. $950,000. Turns out, oh, what do you know? It's fake. It's not a Maserati. Uh, it wasn't even a Maserati? <laughs> the, nope. The documents and the engine authentication, um, he believes in his attorneys and the classic car people that looked at the car say, that is not. I drive a Chevy Blazer. <laughs> so, can you trust anything? That, you can't trust a fucking car? <laughs> well, you probably, back in the day, used to be able to get away with that a little easier. <laughs> it probably always happens. Except the classic car people, they know what they're looking at. I mean, that was it? That yeah, was I mean, it's a it was, beautiful car. I bet Mel would have been able to sniff that out. <laughs> I he would have known that that's bullshit. Oh, we should call Mel and ask him about this. It's a car. car yeah, well, replicas. Let's do that. Let's call Mel on car. Sunday or Monday. Uh, yeah, because would, Autorama. Would, there's no. Wait, when's Autorama? This weekend. It's this weekend. This weekend. Yeah. I know Mel's out there. Oh hell yes, because um. They have the, um, what is it, the, the Barris cars? Oh. These oh. cars are not money makers. Which is Batmobiles <laughs> and all of the other ones? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. The Green Hornet Mobile? He's probably tailgating right now. Oh, for sure. Um, 
I think I'm going to go, I'm going to track him down. Oh, are you at a Motorama? I don't have to go. I just thought I'd get some tickets to take some people. <laughs> just for S&Gs. Why not? Really? Is that the answer you want to hear? I like <laughs> Is WLZ out there? Yeah, we're out there. Oh. Yeah. So you're going above and beyond? Just to hang out. Just to look at the cars. I guess that's I a plan like- unless it's raining. <laughs> it would have been nice if you went above and beyond for the Detroit Music Awards. Oh. I'm still going to get that I done. Very yeah. There's a deadline. She Don't doesn't have to do it right anything. away. I, I called Stacy and we talked about it, and I need to get it done by Saturday. So why did you get an extra day? Deadline was Friday, Trudy. <laughs> I have a hair appointment. <laughs> I can't do it. I got this hair appointment. Well, well I, I guess that's why. You get your hair done for the video. She, yeah, she understands. She said she didn't think Gary would have. So. <laughs> Guess that's why she doesn't know she can count on you like she knows she can count on me. I would get it done. I had a million things to do between then and now. When Sorry. is the Detroit like Music make Awards? Make an optional autorama appearance. <laughs> When's the Detroit Music Awards? Um, March or April, isn't it? I think it's usually April, the first week oh, in April. Why do they need it by then? Saturday then, Trudy? You should push it out. They have to further. edit it. They have to edit it. And then, you know, that's... It's awfully understanding of you, Trudy. <laughs> Should be able to give Maybe they the can have Brandon do it. He's really good at that. Oh, unfortunately, they didn't wait. ask me. Well, wait till well, tomorrow they... to ask Brandon to help. And by the way, shut up, because you had two people help you. Well, I was using my resources. I planned ahead. Just one. I didn't, I didn't know the only day they did hair was tomorrow. I did nothing. It was Mark. Trudy's going to turn in 11.59 Saturday night. I did it on Saturday. That's how I always did school, too. Me, me too. It was always the last minute the night before. I'm writing the 500-page essay. Oh, my. Is there a... Oh, boy, that Joy Behar story. They love that, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't a good look for What's Joy. the headline? The headline is beep boop, boop. Really? Moment to view audience audience gas as liberal host JBR tells East Ohio Town where toxic train derailed that it had it coming after voted for Trump. Can we ban putting liberal or conservative in headlines? Take that stuff. I'm so with sick me. of seeing that. And by the way, um, you know your your rant about People going under different names and identities on yeah, Twitter and social media. Which is media. about half our problem right now. Just think now. about it. How many people right now listening who are going under different names and trolling people, how many would just oh. crap their pants if they knew that the Supreme Court changed the rules and tomorrow we'd all know who you were? Oh, and all their mm. tweets your whole would identities be known as your tweet, Yeah, it would be <laughs> revealed. History. Your name. Dude, oh, we are in a weird, awesome. we're in a really weird time, not just for those the anonymous posters on social media, but the deep fakes are getting uh-huh. crazy. Now, I want to preface this with, you know, we all heard Jim Fouts say that you could do it using Adobe. And, there. <laughs> and that's that wasn't the case, especially when uh, those videos of the, uh, the, excuse me, the audio of Jim Fouts had come out. There was not an easy simulator that I could bet pick. there was. Not for you know, Jim Fouts. Fouts. Well, it's being Maybe beta for tested. somebody famous. Maybe no. he had two producers. Beta t- oh, bullshit. <laughs> no, it was people all over the world trying to fuck with the Mayor of Warren. Right now. <laughs> I know. technology In the tech people. world. In right Russia now, and China, they're doing let's it. Let's test this on the Mayor of Warren. I'm telling you, these, <laughs> these deep fakes are getting absolutely crazy. Like who? Now, we are in, right now, we're in a pretty good, we're in the fun period of it. We're we're in the fun part where uh-huh. you make funny deep fakes, but it's only a matter of time before this gets uh you know abused. For example, I came across this great deep fake. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, but as Uncle Rico. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? 
<laughs> yeah. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We would have been state champions, no doubt. Are you serious? But there's no doubt in my mind. No doubt in my you mind. You better believe things have been different. I'd have gone pro. Heartbeat, I'd be making millions of dollars. And <laughs> I'd love these. Living in a big old mansion somewhere. Soaking it up in a hot tub, hot tub with my soulmate. Yeah. And now, it was, so, so we're getting the fun ones. There was a, There's a pretty good account that does a bunch of gaming but with deep fakes for example here are a bunch of former presidents gaming guys leave a propeller suit for each of us yeah don't be selfish obama what did we just say <laughs> my bad bro guys you need to listen if we don't get the star coins then we will need to go back and get them can't do leroy jenkins what's a star coin this guy is dumb as hell bro i'm going through the pipe what the fuck, Obama? We forgot to get the star coin. Too bad. But how did I die? I thought you killed the hammer, bro. <laughs> Should have been paying attention <laughs> to the game, not sleeping, buddy. Ah, fuck you. Guys, let me on the flagpole. I need to get a one-up. I was nope, wondering where that came from. Well, now, noob. Trump, check your DMs. Okay, is that a fucking picture of my house? <laughs> Issuing drone strike now. All right, so there is some fun stuff, but you see that they're starting to use a lot of the presidential voices. Uh, including Joe Biden, which is getting pretty crazy. I'm over here stroking my dick. I got lotion on my dick right now. I'm just stroking my shit. Oh my I'm horny as fuck, man. I'm a wow. freak, man. I'm over here high as giraffe pussy. And I just took 30 blue chews thinking they were Delta 8 gummies. I'm so fucking bricked up and erect so tall, you could call me a fucking pyramid. Call me Hank Schrader, cuss. I'm on the verge of a major drug bust. He wouldn't be, he would be stumbling all over those words. Today is a little longer, but it fucking killed me. It's Joe Biden, and he's reviewing the movie We Bought a Zoo, starring Matt Damon. Good evening, my fellow Americans. I've made a huge mistake. Are you familiar with the 2011 film We Bought a Zoo? The Matt Damon picture. Scarjo is in it as well. So does Although Scarjo. her performance isn't anything to shake a stick at, if I'm being honest. It was directed by Cameron Crowe, the fellow who made Jerry Maguire. Was it really? Show me the money. Anyway, so I was watching We Bought a Zoo a few days ago because anyway. it came up on my Disney Plus after I finished an episode of that Baby Yoda show. And I thought, wow, I, I still can't believe they bought that freaking zoo. So I looked it up and they really did do it. They really bought a zoo in real life. I thought it was just the Matt Damon movie, but it turns out it's based on a book by a gentleman who really did buy a zoo. In England, though, not in California, like the movie. But anyway, this is where the trouble started. Because if someone could really buy a zoo... In real life, not just in a movie, then, hell, why shouldn't I buy a zoo? So I did. I bought a zoo. And my fellow Americans, I want to kill myself. Owning a zoo sucks. This shit is so hard. It looked much easier in the movie. In the film, Matt Damon and ScarJo have a great time as they get to know each other. And sure, there were some trials and tribulations legs. along the way. But by the end of the movie, everyone is happy. And Matt Damon even gets a kissy. My fellow Americans, I have not gotten even one kissy. Instead, I have gotten attacked by tigers and jaguars, <laughs> wicked creatures of the jungle. I've been bitten by all manner of beasts, such as snakes and bats. I went to feed the kangaroos, and they all attacked me at once, like it was coordinated. One of the panthers got loose, and I haven't seen it in over eight hours. I'm scared. This shit is so hard. Not just physically, I, I but feel emotionally. Like the patter is off, though. Well, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. But, uh, no, you're right. The patter is off, but we're working in steps of be making these. I'd rather hear him talk about stroking his dick than that. <laughs> There's ones with Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro. So oh, I went to the beach that makes you old. This is stupid, isn't it? I know it wasn't. Well, I know, but well, here's my point. Here's my point. You're also starting to get them. That we're in the fun phase, but there were. I didn't a, think that was fun. 
You didn't think the gaming one was fun because there's like nine the of those. The gaming one was cool. No, no, off. I'm talking about the the one about the zoo and Joe Rogan about the rocks with and looking older with Ben Shapiro. I just wasn't. I don't now, know. I wasn't laughing at all. Well, you have no sense of humor. So I ended up laughing <laughs> Play it, at a lot. Let's of see them. everybody else laugh. Go ahead. Yeah. You didn't let really. You didn't like the we bought the. Dude, you didn't watch the whole thing. The ending was really funny. I had to stop it because you interrupted. But what my point <laughs> no, is, I didn't two think it was in. funny. My point is, people are starting to take these, and other political sides are falling for them. For example, we just had that press conference with Joe Biden where he walked away as soon as people started asking him questions. That happened like a couple days ago, and. Somebody went in and did this deep fake, and it circulated. But people thought it was real. It's not. It's a deep fake. These three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies studying weather or conducting That's other scientific idea. research. President, why have you chosen Paul? We need a president she, Mr. President. Think they're buying that bullshit? No, not so Let's get ahead of here. So. People are deep faking a hot mic where he's saying, you think they bought that bullshit? Let's get out of here. And people are falling for it. My only point is, as time progresses, you're going to see these deep fakes become really, really good. There's already filters out there that turn old men into young men, so you're going to start seeing catfishing that way. Mm. These deep fakes, well, they're, they're going to be On top something. of that is ChatGPT, which can create... Oh, like yeah, I saw anything, the, any creative, the Michigan State it wrote a, thing. It wrote a commercial for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Oh. I mean, it, and it was pretty good. It was. You could probably write a, a Detroit Music Award. Well, did you see the. Too. <laughs> yeah, it's already there written. You go. It just says. <laughs> There's a. Damn it. A, uh, a teacher got fired for. I forgot what they issued to students, but it was done on. on ChatGPT. Yeah, ChatGPT. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing on ChatGPT. No, it wasn't ChatGPT. They warned people. <gasps> After this Facebook post came out of these two MSU people, and they had put the logo of this, like, you know, uh, Spartan Strong oh, relating yeah, to the yeah, shooting, yeah. and that was not on their on their sweatshirts. Oh, I did. Yeah. See so they're that. trying to sell sweatshirts. Right. People are trying feast, to make money off trauma. Feast off the yeah right. the trauma of other people. And so just random people though. Some guys. Yeah, they're like, random. Totally random. Yeah. I never wore that shirt. What are you? People were asking them, "When did you do this?" I was surprised anybody even noticed it. Because wow. they didn't notice it. Somebody else noticed it. Right. Shit. I know. There's so much bullshit going on. Wow. Um, well, so, Brandon, you thought Joe Rogan, you liked the Joe Rogan one? Ah, the first half of it was kind of boring, but then, uh, you know, it set up a joke, and then at the end of it, it was kind of funny. Well, that good thing you loaded visual. the whole thing, then. Shut the fuck up. That, the... <laughs> <laughs> it was, that you one was... a room with a fucking zoo. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I thought it was funny. The listeners that didn't get to hear the end of it because you cut it off. I didn't intrude in Jim it. laughing. You guys will love it. Probably should have cut off the the beginning and then maybe just gone to the end. That's a good idea. Maybe oh tightened it a little bit. Okay. Right. Hey, everybody, uh, try to get tickets to see TJ Miller. Oh, try. Uh, Ridley's? Yeah. Uh, it's sold out. I don't know. You never. Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well. Thanks, TJ. Anyway, yeah, it was great to talk to him. I'm bummed. I'd love to go. Uh, the show is brought to you by Hall Financial. February is a great time to buy a home in Michigan. Housing inventory on the rise. You can get ahead of the competition before the crazy spring and summer buying. And in the Buy Smart program, get up to twenty five hundred bucks towards your down payment. Not to pay it back either if you qualify. 
Get pre-approved with Hall Financial's five-star certified pre-approval, one of the best in the business. So whether you're looking to buy a new home or refi because you need cash for crummy credit card debt, call Hall at 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. And we need your reviews on, I'm looking forward to that one-star review from that guy. It's so mad because I love Trump so much. Uh, So we need some five-star reviews to make up for that ass. Uh, Go to Spotify or iTunes or any of those places that take reviews. And if you have a chance, do it. As I mentioned the other day, I think we have 5,900 reviews and about 300,000 people that listen at different times. So it would be nice if some of those other ones, the 295,000 would bother with it once in a while, (laughs) maybe, or like... A thousand of you or two thousand of you? It'd be nice. Maybe ten thousand. That'd be great. And our Amazon portal, of course, uh, kicks back eight percent to us, which is very helpful. Not to mention, thanks to those of you using the donate bar, whether it's on a one-time or a monthly basis, it all helps keep this thing going. And uh, we're competing with Jason Carr now, so we already lost the, the Ben Johnson account. Ben Johnson, Tanya's Pizza. Lost Tanya's Pizza. Hopefully, when people start going there, saying they heard about it on our show. That'd be awesome. Oh, wait, when do we advertise on that show? <laughs> Who knows? We're still going to bill them. Maybe they should. Yeah, the, no, we have to bill them for that first one. So anyway, have a great weekend and uh, see Trudy Dottorama. <laughs> maybe she'll get this thing done. I don't know. <laughs> that deep fake stuff is stupid. Those voices are so fake. We bought a Who is a dumb movie. Hawk out. <laughs>